Welcome to Hey! You know what that voice reminds me of? What's that? It reminds me of the personification of Swamp Ass. Like if Swamp Ass were a person, then doing the Welcome to Hey! But is that person? Oh yeah. Like, hey! 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 Welcome that's, to that's, hey that's the sound that comes out of my ass when I have too many tacos. So. Hey! So we had Chinese instead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a different sound. Yeah. Now, see, now I'm just going to uh, take Ben saying hey and then just sparse it through the episode very faintly. <laughs> or any episode, not maybe not this one, but a different one. And people will be like, oh man, Ari had some tacos. <laughs> I don't fart on recordings that you know of. That yeah, I know of. That we know of. These microphones are very directional. So Ari, you got well, some... If I put my butt in the face of the microphone, then I think that's one thing. But yeah. I'm glad we can tell which microphone's which. I know, right? Mm-hmm. Well, one of them has my butt on it. So, <laughs> Guys, this is a very entertaining visual bit, and See you that? are missing it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe someday we'll live stream this on Twitch, but not, not today. today. Not today. <laughs> so how has y'all's weeks been going? What's what's going on, guys? Uh, it's been all right. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing special to recount or no. I went to go see Lucky Logan or Logan Lucky. So oh, I've heard really Logan great things Lucky. about that movie. It's really good. What's it, it about? Uh, have you seen Ocean's Eleven? Yes. Imagine the redneck version of that. Okay. It's oh. made by the guy that shot the newest Ocean's Eleven or the Ocean's films. Now it's, I'm. It's really fucking good. Now are, I'm one thousand percent more into those that movie because I love heist films. Are yeah. they robbing a casino? No, um, they rob. It's a redneck version, so they rob their local Piggly Wiggly. No, <laughs> actually, it's a, they rob a NASCAR track. Oh, on like a on like a massive race day. Nice. Channing Channing Durface Tatum is in it. Yep. Yep. He's in it. Uh, Adam Driver, Daniel Craig. Oh my God, Daniel Craig's in it. Yeah. He, well, he, now I am three thousand percent more likely to go see that movie. Yeah. He has an amazing. He puts on this amazing <laughs> Appalachian accent. Oh. Ap- Appalachian. Oh Appalachian. Appalachian. We're not Appalachia. even doing that right. It's fucking good. Uh, I would highly suggest going to see it. All right. I I would give it an eight and a half or a nine. So Damn. People, wow. So people like. Well, it's like. Well, it's like crazy high, but I'm like very. All right. He's enough. very passionate about heist no, films. Like, that's true, but I don't. I don't know. It didn't feel like a seven or an eight fully. Mm. Like it had. It fucked up at one part, but it never fucked up a whole lot, and I never didn't enjoy seeing it except for the people that were sitting in the same aisle as me. What happened? What were those people doing? It was a bunch of small kids. Oh. Oof. It was wow. Like, we went to go see it at the like the smaller one over by where Madison Square used to be. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, that's a good theater. That it's is a good ama- theater. It's an amazing theater. Uh, they have chairs, like really comfy chairs that really recline all the way chairs. back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's amazing. And there's mouthwash in the bathrooms. Hell what? Yeah. yeah. Also, Dang. Early on Sunday and morning. Delicious mouthwash. They have, uh, I think it's at least eighteen or twenty-one up. Uh, viewings. Oh, nice. Oh my God! We have to go there for all of our movies. And it is strict as fuck. Because I hate children. Um, I don't hate children. I just adopted one in Skyrim. I actually I marathoned a bunch of Adam's Ruin everything. Yeah. And there was an episode about like hygienic products, and apparently mouthwash was originally used. It was originally marketed as like an antiseptic floor and foot washer. Oh really? Yeah. 
Because it, it was like it was made so long ago that it was one of those like cure all products. Where it's like you can yeah. wash your floor with it, you can wash your face with it. Like how vibrators used to be sold in Sears magazines, that yeah. sort of thing. <laughs> as back massagers. Yeah. yeah, that 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 kind Another, of thing. Which hey, they still work as a back massager. So and and anything so, that vibrates does. Indeed. And until I until vibrate. Listerine hey. until so Listerine literally too. coined the term halitosis. <laughs> Nobody thought their breath was bad or anything. It was just normal. Um, yeah. I think you misunderstood me, Travis. I'm not going to the mouthwash to freshen my breath. I'm drinking it. Oh, you're drinking it like it a homeless delicious. person. Yeah, it's like a there's nothing wrong with homeless people. They're very smart. Yeah, yeah they, they drink mouthwash. Yeah, they drink mouthwash. They get Ma- fucked up. Yeah, there's actually a convenience store somewhere, like on Governors or Bob Wallace or something like that. Mm-hmm. They have stocks they have like a couple bottles of mouthwash in their drink coolers for the homeless people that oh, like to drink mouthwash that's yeah. nice of them it's yeah like faint, well it's like less nice rumplements yeah basically um, i think i'd prefer to drink mouthwash to rumplements. over rumplements absolutely well the first time rumplements i threw up because of large alcohol consumption the rumplements was really what pushed me over the top oh so i just don't have fond memories of rumplements i've never thrown up from alcohol consumption but mm, rumplements is just gross that had to be gnarly no actually the reason yeah. that i've never thrown up because of alcohol is because i just force will myself not to oh really yeah. so um, i'll be like i know if i throw up i will feel better but i'm not going to you ever blacked out drunk or gotten blackout drunk? No. Uh, yeah. No, when you go that far, you really don't have any like control over what happens inside your body. Oh. So you're going to vomit. I typically like will force myself to throw up because mm. when I drink beer, it's just a mess. And my stomach is just like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> so I will... I will like be like time to vomit and then yeah. i feel so much better and then i just get drunk again it's a great wow. experience exactly. it's really it's really something lucky that i do for myself is it this is like bulimic alcoholism you know it's I'm not so, it's wow. not trying to purge <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to make my stomach feel better because yeah. it'll I, no it's it's because alcohol yeah. is technically poison because i don't yeah. i don't burp mm-hmm. Uh, so i gotta get you know i gotta get that shit taken care of somehow yeah, yeah no, i completely uh, understand you're like that. a bird Yes. If you drink too much Alka-Seltzer, are you going to blow up? Yeah, probably. <laughs> like, I will force, if I feel, like, gnarly or sick or anything, I will force myself. To, I'm not going to stick my finger down my throat or anything, but I will force myself to vomit. Yeah. Because I know I will feel better afterwards. That is disgusting. Yeah. I yeah. hate, I hate vomiting. I know. Well, it sucks. It's I mean, I don't enjoy thing. it. I'm not yeah. like, it's not a fetish. Ooh, my favorite thing. Duh. <laughs> But I am like, all right, this is something you have to do. Like, I don't know, clipping your toenails or, yeah. you know, I would pulling not, hairs out of your body. I would not equate clipping my toenails Waxing. to vomiting. I mean, it's... Uh, do, you enjoy, do you enjoy clipping your toenails? Yeah, because my toenails are disgusting. And then by the time I clip them, right, I, so I have a bit about how long I get let my toenails get when I'm depressed. Do you feel the same way about clipping your toenails as I do about vomiting? Oh... Yeah, uh, I will say that being said, this is going to sound really gross because it is. I do have a favorite thing. I have a thing that I don't mind to vomit, and that is ice cream. Oh, nobody yeah. minds vomiting ice no, cream. No, that's like actually a thing. If you feel like you're about to vomit, you should eat a dairy product, like drink milk or eat ice cream, mm. because that'll make it. I would say ice cream with a bit milk. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I mean, ice cream. I think just tastes delicious no matter which way it's coming. That's true. true. But I, hey. I would never be like. 
Oh, I enjoy this. I don't know. Um, Benjamin, how is your week going? I'm trying to move away from like this yeah, disgusting let's get topic we found ourselves on. I'm going to put a disclaimer right at the top of the notes oh on this. God. Shit like, gets gross. Hey, we're going to talk about some really gross shit for like 30 minutes. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> the entire episode. I mean, there's some gross shit that happens in this episode, so I feel yeah. like it's just appropriate. Yeah, probably. <laughs> like, uh, well, to talk about my week, I'm stairs away from this. Uh, I threw up several threw times. Up several times. It was a good I time. I threw up. <laughs> it tasted like ice cream. <laughs> no, um, I'm trying a new thing where I'm trying to like be okay with being by myself. Because I deleted all the dating apps off my phone. Oh. And I'm, I'm trying to. I don't know if I talked about this last week or not. Maybe I did. I don't think you did. I, cool. I actually matched with somebody on Tinder recently. Oh, and nice. then And then she stopped messaging, messaging me after I started talking about cryptids. <laughs> <laughs> what were you okay. expecting? Here's the all thing, right, so Travis. <laughs> no. no, hold on. I'm going to give you some advice. You gotta, You can't show you're crazy all at once. <laughs> All right, you can't just go in with the crazy. You gotta, you gotta introduce it very slowly. Yeah. Well, you, no, you gotta... no. Have you ever played poker? Yeah. All right. Do you do you bluff it all at once? No. No. You start small and <laughs> yes. then you build up. Thank, like in that's Gant's exactly joke. what I just said. Yeah. Thank you. Gotta because here's the thing. If I start a conversation with someone, they were like, "Let's talk about the monsters." I think about in my head. I would be like, "Oh, okay." I'm gonna go away now. This person. Goodbye. Well, <laughs> like, see, here's the thing: is that it it got led into very naturally because my opening line on Tinder is, "Hey, what do you think about ghosts?" I forgot about that. Yeah. So it's always, it's always, "Hey, what do you think about ghosts?" Like, ghosts are super real. Okay, cool. Me too. And then we started talking about like ghost hunting, and I was like, "Yeah, what about like looking for Sasquatch and stuff?" And I was like, "Nothing." Maybe she's out looking for Sasquatch. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? She's, she's out squatching. She's work. out squatching. <laughs> but no, uh, but to, to bring him back, I guess. Oh, yeah. Sorry. That's fine. Yeah, let's talk about Ben for a minute, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Or do you want to like just focus on how to talk to women? Because we can, I can kind of help yeah, you with that's that. That's the name of the episode. How to talk, how to, how to, talk, to, talk to, to women. women. <laughs> you know what? I'm not even sure I know how to talk to a woman, and I am a woman. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I really don't know what I'm doing. I just do what feels right, and things kind of happen. Yeah, See, I mean, talking about just, ghosts feels right. Women are just like people, so I generally just talk to them about things I'd talk to other people yeah. about. Like, how's the weather? And yeah, Sasquatch. or what do you think about ghosts? Yeah, or... <laughs> God, I don't know. What music are you into? Yeah, uh... What kind of, what kind of demons do you have in the back well, of your see, head? The thing, <laughs> yeah. though, is like... What do the voices say? I can't do the what Tell music... what the voices say. I can't do the what music are you into thing, because they'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm into, like, this and this. And I'm like, okay, cool. I like listening to... Bing Crosby and the Andrews sister is like, who the fuck is that? No, some women are into that. <laughs> yeah. I've met plenty of girls that dig swing and Bing Crosby, your crooners. Oh, Frank and Sinatra. then you can lead into, hey, there's actually a swing night. Do you mm. want to go dancing sometimes? Yeah. Hey, I don't know how to dance at all. But. It's, a, it's like a class thing. They teach you. Oh, okay. There's yeah. always somebody there who can help you out. Bitch, I know how to swing dance. I'll give you a lesson. I know how to swing I'll dip you. I know how to do like the basic. Um, I'll teach you how to dance. <laughs> I know how to do the basic like three step thing. I don't know. Um, I, I learned a little bit at one point. Dancing is super fun and enjoyable, and I wish people did it more. Go to w- bed, Decky. I wish it just wasn't club shit. 
that people when like when it said, "Hey, I like to go dancing." It's always at a club. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's always which I do enjoy, but it's nice to have some variety, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I don't enjoy it as much anymore because I think it's just like I'm old and I'm tired. I've been to like the same club a couple of times, and that's Sammy T. Oh, I hate, uh, I hate Sammy T's. I've never been God. to a club. Okay, than. background. Sammy T's is like. <sighs> imagine. Uh, it's creepy and gross. Yeah, like imagine like if frat, like fraternities, sororities, uh, badly cut cocaine, <laughs> watered <laughs> down expensive drinks. Yeah. And shitty clubs. Somebody music who all definitely c- has roofies. Yeah. No, there's. I've seen a roofie deal go down in the bathroom there oh, before. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. And I've only been there twice. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, Sammy T's is like a the, s- the sketch club yeah. um, in, you know, in Huntsville. They also have like hottest ladies contests, which I always think yeah, are super that's gross. Dumb. Um, Hashtag number system. Yeah, right. It's, it's just, uh, you know, it's just not a fun place. And I don't like going there. It's a bad scene. There used to be, there was a club in Columbia. It wasn't really a club. It was more like just like a dive bar called the East Room. Mm-hmm. And there would be a dance party there every Friday night. And I think you would enjoy that a lot more. Is it Tennessee or? No, it's in Columbia. It's in Missouri. Oh, okay. Yeah. this I used to live in Missouri and it was a great little college town. There's always mm. something to do. Um, I just had a great idea. Let's go to Columbia, for Missouri. Road trip. <laughs> I had a great idea for a dance club slash bakery. We're going to call it the Yeast Room. Hey! <laughs> um, but the Yeast Room is also where they did their open mic, I don't so laugh at I think that. you would like it. <laughs> you know what I've found to do? When you're in the situation of a bad pun, you just go, hey, and then you move on. You move, <laughs> you move away from that topic as you quickly as possible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think you would like it, Ben. We should, you, we should really travel up to Columbia time and see the sights and right. talk to the people. Let's and, do it. Run for mayor. Hell yeah. <laughs> we could get elected. We could probably get elected. I don't yeah. know what the rules are. Fucking I. I used to be a resident, so. Hey, I'll be the uh, treasurer or something. I don't know. God, you know so, so little about politics. Yeah, because this is coming com- to light right now. I'll, I'll be the. That's right. You're bailiff? So. I'm kidding. I'm not bailiff. <laughs> bailiff. <laughs> Nobody would put you in a jail unless they're putting you in jail. It's true. <laughs> um, Have you seen me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at you right now. I'm pretty sure I'm on parole still. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Ben's not allowed to go to Jasper County anymore. <laughs> not that he would want to, but he's not allowed to, is the point. You don't know how true that is. <laughs> 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 South Alabama's really sketchy for him. He, yeah. yeah, it is. He went to Tuscaloosa the other day, and it was just a it was just a wild ride. Hell yeah. Um, I bought some socks. Well, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you need some socks. All right? Yeah. That is on my Christmas list every year. Every I'm year. always just like, get me some fucking socks. Every time. Hopefully with cute designs, but if not, white is fine. What Black we- preferred. <laughs> um. What were we talking about before we went on down this rabbit hole tangent? We're talking about your criminal record. All right. Well, I'm just uh, kidding. Uh, let's talk about. Um, I have some questions for you guys. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, what is your favorite book slash comic book movie adaptation, and your least favorite book slash comic book movie adaptation? Hmm. We're gonna need a minute. You take your time, buddy. Yeah, you start since it's your question. Okay, I'll start because you obviously have an answer. I don't actually, oh. but 
I'll continue. <laughs> um, actually, one of my favorite, and I don't know if it's like my favoriteest favorite, but definitely one of my favorite comic book adaptations is Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Yeah. I, they had to take six books and condense it into a 90-minute movie, and I think they did a really good job. That is very impressive. The characters are all really great, except for the ones that they kind of had to push to the background. Mm-hmm. Like, Kim Pine uh, is a much better character in the comic books than in the She's almost in non-existent in the movie. She really is. She really just gets like mentioned she's in a couple of scenes. She's yeah. a much larger character in the comic books. Um, and she's great in them. Also, I think Ramona Flowers is a better character in the comic books. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But I feel like in the movie, they were kind of trying to make her like super, like way mysterious and aloof. Yes. So it was like, that's the direction they went with her. They uh, Jenny-fied her. Yeah. Jenny from mm-hmm. Harry Potter. Much cooler in the books than in the movie. Same with Ramona Flowers. Absolutely. And in the, in the comic books, you actually get how she is. They're kind of, Scott and Ramona are kind of perfect for each other mm-hmm. in a way. Um, but they get Scott's character totally perfect. Yeah. I think Michael Sarah does a great job. I think it's very like the music's great. The video game references are awesome. You know, there, there is a thing since there's going to be a new, uh, season of Arrested Development, I think. Yeah. Uh, they, they posted this thing where everyone during the filming of the original series. Yeah. They weren't sure if Michael Sarah was acting or if he was just really that awkward. Oh god! Because that was like one of his first roles was um, John, John Michael John in, Michael, in yeah. Arrested George Development. Michael. Yeah, George Michael. You plebe. <laughs> it's been a while. What a banana! It's ten dollars. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Michael. But the thing about Scott is not that he's awkward; it's that he is. Kind of a dick. Mm-hmm. And by kind of a dick, I mean he's really a dick. <laughs> he's just lazy and he mooches off his friends and he's inconsiderate. And Michael Sarah really captures that. Yeah. The part, the, you know, spoiler for Scott Pilgrim, but uh, why haven't you seen Scott Pilgrim? Mm. He gains the sword that's the power of love pretty early in both the comic uh and in the movie as well. Mm-hmm. And the point isn't that he gains the power of love sword. The point is that he actually gains the power of self-respect sword. Right. So it's really about him growing up than more about this, um, you know, this uh, this relationship that he has. Um, but it's just so good. And I think the movie did a really good job. And I just love, I love reading the comics and I love watching the movie. I do both of them all the time. So Nice. Um, Least favorite? <sighs> it's tough. Because there are a lot of terrible adaptations of books that I like. Yes, there are. But right now, I'm going to have to go with The Dark Tower. Yeah. Very, very recent. I saw the Dark Dark Tower movie, and I hated it. Hmm. It's not very good. I'm sorry about that. It's just boring. It's just boring. And I don't think the characters are very... Don't have a lot of time to flesh out, even though they really only focus, focus on, you know... Jake, Roland, and the man in black, mm-hmm. um, Walter. But it's just, for those of you who don't know, uh, The Dark Tower is Stephen King's like magnum opus. It's super long. It took him years to write it. And it is one of the, I think, the most underrated fantasy series um, today. And they just made a movie out of it starring Idris Elba, who is, ah, and Matthew McConaughey, who is also freaking great. And it's not that they're bad choices for the roles. I think they both did a really good job. Yeah. It's just that they, it was a very short movie 
And it was like one hour and 35 minutes. Wow. And, you know, they were trying to do like a sequel to the books. It just mm. wasn't. Just was not so they were, they were trying to make a continuation of what already was. Yeah, kind of. But then they took a, the books and they kind of mashed them together. Hmm. But they didn't have all the characters and that never fucking works. It really yeah. doesn't. It really. Well, really see, doesn't. I think you just chose two uh, <clears throat> two examples where in Scott Pilgrim you said they mashed all the books together, right? And it did really work, right? Hmm. And then in The Dark Tower they tried to mash them all together, and then it. Well, that's the difference right. because so the Scott Pilgrim was originally a graphic novel, correct? Mm-hmm. And Dark Tower is originally a book series. Yeah, so there's so a lot more source material for the Dark Tower than there is. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. true. And what they needed to do was a Game of Thrones style um, TV show. Yeah, and they were doing a Game of Thrones style TV show, but not for what they not for the Dark Tower series proper, mm-hmm. but for like a it's a prequel series oh. um which i think is going to be really good and i really so want to see more, it but it's more along the lines of it's just more dark tower content mm. right well i don't want to spoil the dark tower because i think you said you were going to read it yeah i'm also going to read it you're also going to read it okay i don't want to spoil it then but a sequel does what they attempted to do does make sense in a way because it does work but yeah, they just they needed they needed better writing. They needed to spend more time with the characters, because it's kind of like looking into the first. Oh, they made Jake the main character mm-hmm. when Roland should have been the main character, since it's about the books are about him. Right. But they made what they wanted to do was an audience surrogate, which is an audience surrogate is a character who gets introduced to the crazy bad shit things that are happening, uh. and they go with the audience and are like, "Wow." the magic world that I'm now in is awesome. Oh, like uh, what's-his-face from Fantastic Beasts? Yeah. Jacob? Harry Potter is an example of it. Um, You know, uh, Gwen from Torchwood. Mm -hmm. You know, she's the mundane who gets scripted into this magical or sci-fi type world. Basically any companion from Doctor Who. Yeah, any companion from Doctor Who. So they made Jake the audience surrogate. Okay. But I don't think we really need an audience surrogate. I think if they could have just had Roland as the main character, that would have been fine. Right. Because, you know... Hmm? Oh, sorry. Oh, because I was saying... I, I, I kept thinking of Mad Max. Mm-hmm. Because the beginning of The Gunslinger, which is the first book in the Dark Tower series, and the beginning of Mad Max Fury Road are very similar, where it's just Roland in a desert pursuing something, and it's Mad Max in the desert pursuing something. Mm-hmm. And they could have like had this... I just imagine this shot of Idris Elba in the desert and he's like pointing his gun out towards where he thinks the man in black is. And just that would have been so much cooler and badass and it would have started everything out on the right foot as opposed to what they did, which is the first shot is a bunch of kids playing, which I don't even remember from the book. <laughs> like it's just fucking nuts. Wow. So everybody go read the dark tower and watch the Scott Pilgrim movie and ro- <laughs> read the, the Scott Pilgrim comic books. And don't watch their Dark Tower movie. That's my suggestion. Nice. So my my favorite like book adaptations right now are um, series of unfortunate events, Ooh. and not not just the Netflix special, but I think um, I think the the original series of unfortunate events movie was still pretty okay. Really? I'm gonna yeah. s- I'm gonna say this right quick as a sidebar. But fuck you. Okay. I really don't like the movie. I think the whole thing is just a hot, steaming pile of a dumpster fire. It's actually, it's it's okay. 
I feel like Jim Carrey's Jim Carrey's Count Olaf is very over the top yeah. and very silly. Mm. I mean, those books are kind of over the top. Exactly, and like Count everything, Olaf was it though? Everything's very like silly and over the top anyway. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they missed a big amount of details because they mm. were squashing the first like three books into yeah. one, mm-hmm. and it it really it flopped around a little bit. But I think the bones of it were still really good. And I think that is what helped the Netflix series become what it is. Okay. I'm, I'm, I retract my fuck you. <laughs> I'm not going to say the movie's good. Because, gonna... because the, uh, the Netflix series is very strong. Fuck yeah, it is. Very strong, very it, true to yeah, the books. NPH is a fan goddamn tastic Count Olaf. And he's yes. what... He's... And all the kids that they got are and really I lo- great. Yeah, and I yeah. love Patrick Warburton as mm. Lemony Snicket. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Can't wait for the rest of it, son of a bitch. I um haven't actually seen the movie since it came out, so I really mm. don't remember it that well. Um, my personal favorite uh book was the um Ursat's Elevator. That was a good one. Is that, yeah. that was my guess. As you attached to your, favorite. that was a really, oh, memor- really? that was a really yeah. memorable one for me. Was yeah. that the one with the red herring? I believe so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they drank aqueous martinis. Yep. Yes. Which were just water with olives in them. Yes. <laughs> Have you ever had an aqueous martini? I did. I remember my parents were having a party, and I wanted to make an aqueous martini, oh so my God. I did. They were I, like, yeah, go for it. But actually, I think The Mill is my favorite one. The, the Miserable, that's a good one. The miserable yeah. Mill is a good one. That part of the Netflix series is fan goddamn tastic. Yeah, that's, it is. That's a good episode. With too. Don Johnson as the cigar with the smoke faced <laughs> man. Yeah. Yes. That Netflix series, man, it's really good. Yeah. All um, right, what's your least favorite adaptation? My least favorite adaptation is um, hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy Ooh, good answer. i do not like that movie all right. i loved those books mm. i have i've got the full like thick ass anthology of all of them plus mm. the extra one mm-hmm. they're all fantastic and i love Dag- douglas adams and i love like terry pratchett and those mm-hmm. like satirical british mm. authors like that uh but yeah that movie just was it got it got so many things wrong they, it was it was silly and it was fun, but it wasn't what it was right. supposed to be. Yeah. It wasn't right. Um, I feel fair. like the, I feel like but I also feel like it could have a very similar Netflix series. Well, in any situation, big, big ass book series needs a television show, like a yeah. Netflix series. At this point, because of that, because you yeah. can't do an hour and a half or two hours of a book that took you forty hours to read. Absolutely. It's just not going to add up at the same math, you know? Uh, can I actually add a second favorite one? Dude, I got two of both right the, okay. here, so it's fine. I'm going to add a second of my favorites, because I just mentioned Terry Pratchett. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite Discworld books is The Hogfather. Mm. And The Hogfather Adaptation. And The Hogfather Adaptation mm-hmm. is fucking hype. It okay. is on point as shit. So I actually have a Terry Pratchett fact yeah. that I'd like to share at this time because I also that? love Terry Pratchett and by the way really want an adaptation of Small Gods so bad and all of the Nightwatch books 
And I would actually love to see adaptations of the Tiffany Aching books. Yes, those would be really the, great. Like the Wee Free Man okay. and the Half Full of Sky. So if you haven't if you haven't read any Terry Pratchett books, I'm honestly fucking surprised. stop listening to this yeah. podcast I right am, now and go read a Terry Pratchett book. Shocked that you actually have found this podcast because I feel like people who are into fantasy all kind of go to the same things. They travel mm. around the same circles, and Terry Pratchett is in that circle. Absolutely. But his death is, I think, one of the best representations of death in media. And oh, he yes. has a quote he was sharing right before he died, this quote that I want to read, which is... Um, oh, you're going to make me cry. Yeah. Sometimes I get nice letters from people who know they're due to meet him, that's death, uh-huh. soon, and hope I've got him right. Those are the kinds of letters that cause me to stare at the wall for some time. Uh! <laughs> Can you just imagine being a writer and getting a letter that's like, hey... I'm going to die soon, and I hope the person I meet at your death is a character you've created. Yeah. Especially since Terry Pratchett said this right before he died. Yeah. So, like, God, I hope that's what happened. Do you know what I mean? When, I hope um, that death met Terry Pratchett. When Terry Pratchett died, I saw so much fan art of, like, Terry Pratchett at death's mansion, yeah. like, knocking on the door. Oh, And my death God. opens the door, and he's like, hello, old friend. I want that death, or I want the death from Sandman. Those are the two, my two favorite yeah. deaths. Death from Sandman was good. Or I guess Grimm from The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Also solid. <laughs> also a solid death. Um, but yeah. Really well, yeah my, my favorite Hogfather scene, and I saw it put into a comic recently, is when he's being the Hogfather, and he's at the toy store. Oh my and he gosh. gives the little girl a sword, and yes. then the parents are like, you can't give her that. It's dangerous. It'll, it'll teach her a lesson. Yeah. And he's like, but she'll hurt herself. Well, that's a very important lesson. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the ter- th- that book actually, in a way, like strengthened my faith in humanity. Oh, yeah. Because at the end, Death is talking to his granddaughter, Susan. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about how children need to believe in... The Hogfather. The, the Hogfather and the Tooth Fairy and yes. stuff like that. So that they can, so they need to believe in the little lies so that they can believe in the big lies when they grow older. Yeah. And Susan's like, I I'm literally love getting that. goosebumps. Yeah, me <laughs> Susan's too. Susan's like, what are the big lies? And it's Death's like, justice. like, justice, mercy. <laughs> and Susan's like, no, those are real things. And Death is like, mm. grind, grind up the universe. You will not find one molecule of justice, one atom of mercy. Yeah. Kids need to believe in that. Adults need to believe in that or else it doesn't happen. And that just like... Yeah, it's incredible. Oh, God. Also, that's where tingles. I get... I got ugh. tingles. That's where I get the um, the namesake for most of my like online usernames is yeah. Tea Time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. It's so, actually Tia Time, but... Uh, I know. All right. <laughs> in, the movie, in the movie adaptation, they say Tia Tame. Oh, pardon me. Yeah. But... Mm-hmm. It's yeah, now, now. Sorry, now that we're done with our <laughs> Terry no, Pratchett gas. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going down this tangent right quick. Okay. Uh, this is a not so fun fact, but let me get through all of it before you say anything. Okay. Okay. We'll shut up. Uh, I've never read a Terry Pratchett book. <gasps> that being said, uh, when I went through morphine withdrawals about three years ago, mm-hmm. uh, my sister read to me one of his books. Oh. Do you remember which one? I don't. Oh. You know, uh, obviously, I don't want you to like. It's be fine. negatively affected. Yeah, but I really enjoyed it. 
It was just I was had I had trouble paying attention because I was having the shakes. Right. I would highly recommend any of the Granny Weatherwax books. Mm-hmm. Lords and Ladies is really good. Uh, um, uh, Weird Sisters. Yeah. I have a uh, Good Omens in my backlog. Good Omens nice. is great. Yeah. Um, that's not a Discworld book, mm. but it's still but it Terry is a Terry Pratchett, Pratchett yeah. slash Neil Gaiman book. So mm. two two good ones. Yeah. Uh, my first Discworld book was Mort. Uh huh. And that's a good one, especially if you want to hear the character death if you want to see death a lot and see how he interacts with humans and stuff my first discworld book was small gods and that Mm. that book has kept me warm for many nights nice it um has some great messages about religion i think it was was it was it mort that she read to you because that'd be incredible about like like about like an ogre no No, no. okay that wasn't mort about an ogre no i I think Uh, I, i remember it being like uh like it was very like very real worldy, but it was about like fantasy monsters. Hmm. Like I said, but maybe a Tiffy, Tiffany Aching book. Yeah, maybe. maybe. But yeah, I'll just ask her at some point. I may just text uh, her right now. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> Terry Pratchett touched a lot of lives, and he's just a great author. And yeah. he's yeah. another one of those authors who just churned out books. I mean, Absolutely. like two or three he's a got year. So many books. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna go back and read some Discworld novels that I haven't read yet. Me too. Because even because I've read quite a few of them, but I haven't read them all, and that's something that I think is really great. Yeah, see, that's what I like about Discworld. Is there's so much of it. Yeah. Like, and even now, even now that Terry Pratch is dead, there's still plenty of Discworld books to read. But I think Small Gods is a good one to start. I think you would especially like that one, Ben. Mm. Uh, I think any of the Nightwatch books are really good. And that's the thing is you don't really have to read them in order. No, absolutely mm. not. I've actually had people recommend not reading. The Color yeah. of Magic and the Light Fantastic I first. I agree. Because that's like um, <clears throat> the analogy that I read was reading those two books first for Discworld is like saying, I want a cake and then filling your mouth with sugar, flour, and eggs. Yes. And expecting a cake. Yes. That is a good, <laughs> yes, that is a good analogy for that. And I mean, I think, I, you know what? The Color of Magic and the Like Fantastic are certainly not my favorite of the Discworld books. Yeah. But they're worth a read. They're worth a read. They're, 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 they're the first read. two. So. Yeah. They, those were actually also ad- adaptated. Yes, they were. As well as adapted. going... Adapted. Adapted. <laughs> adapted. Adapted. That's what we're calling it from now on. That's Hang the on, word I now. I smell some toast. <laughs> <laughs> um, Half of your face looks really weird right uh, now, dude. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, You're drooling. Woke me, woke me. Sorry, <laughs> but uh, as a person who says when I'm not offended, <laughs> and also going postal, and I actually remember <laughs> that going postal is really good. Yeah, going postal is a really good book, and so is the mint book that he followed up with that character yeah. afterwards. And uh, I think I I, just, I watched that movie, familiar, so. and the year the year I found out that that adaptation had been made, and I watched it, I went to. Dragon Con that year, and there was somebody dressed up as Moist von Ludwig and Adorabella, and I was like, oh, "Yes, it was great." That name sounds really fucking familiar. Maybe she read you going postal. Yeah, maybe that may have been what it was. Basically, it's about somebody who uh, who starts the mail service. A con man, yeah, <laughs> it's a con man who gets arrested, and the dictator in charge of the main city in Discworld. That same I've forgotten. On Mork Pork. Yeah, on Mork Pork, the dictator of that city who runs things like everything. Know, the trains, the trains come on time in yeah. Discworld. Mm-hmm. Um, in on Mork Pork, but he basically is like, "You're dead, but now you get to live your life as Moist von Lithvig. 
Yeah. And you get to start the postal service. <laughs> Have fun. Yeah. This, this sounds super goddamn familiar, so I believe it's probably one of those. Going postal is not a bad one to start with. Yeah. The Monstrous Regiment is also very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one's a little lengthy, but Soul Music. Yeah, Soul Music's great. Anything with uh, Susan in it is great. Yeah. We could spend hours talking. We could so just turn long. this into a Terry yeah. Pratchett podcast. Terry Pratchett. Terry Pratchett book club. New intro. Yes. <laughs> We're here for Terry Pratchett. <laughs> do, 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 do. Okay. Let's actually get on to Ben's answer. Yes. Yeah, sorry, Ben. Do you want a good one or a bad one first? Good one. I will really enjoy the first Hellboy movie. That's, oh yeah, oh, yeah. Really okay. Fun. Honestly, I enjoy both of the Hellboy movies. Very I, I much. like both. I actually too. really like them mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they're both uh, kind of underrated. Yeah, absolutely. I'm very sad that they they're not going to make a third one. Yeah, it's just going to be a remake. But that being said, oh fuck, a remake of the first one of the of the. It's just going to be it's like they didn't happen. Oh. It's a reboot kind of thing. Does that mean Ron Perlman's not going to be Hellboy anymore? No. no. Uh, uh, what's his fuck? Because he's been in some movies that I fucking love. Uh, he was in uh, Let's Go to Prison, and he was also in the Iceman. And like he played the uh, main killer of the Iceman. And okay. What the fuck is his name? Pull him over real quick, but I think he's gonna be a pretty good Hellboy because he's got that same real rock stoicy kind of face. Nice. See, that's what I love about Ron Perlman is like even when he's not in Hellboy makeup, he's just got that face, you know? Yeah. yeah. He's got that Ron Perlman face. Ron Perlman's another one of those actors when he shows up in something, you're like, oh, it's that guy. Fuck yeah. yeah. He's also a treat whenever he shows up in something. Yeah. He was in like when he was in Pacific Rim. Yes. I just loved a him treat, in Pacific Rim. A treat. Um, I wish there were more actors like that. Yeah. Where I just see them and we're like, hey. Just Ron Perlman. I'm happy you're on the screen right now. Ron Perlman and... Um, Bruce Campbell is like that. Bruce Campbell. Hell yeah. Uh, Hugh Jackman. Mark Pellegrino. Yeah. Mark Pellegrino for me. <laughs> I think that's an Ari specific one. Yeah, maybe. But, uh, maybe. That's how I feel. I like drinking Pellegrino. <laughs> Sponsored. You know what? I'm not. No, we're not. We're not sponsored. <laughs> sponsored content. Actually, Pellegrino is kind of gross. There we go. Yeah. Now we won't be sponsored. We definitely won't. <laughs> we can't. We're not going to get any of that sweet Pellegrino money. Whatever. We're not getting any money. It's true. This is a labor of love. Yeah. I thought it was going to be Michael Shannon, but I think I'm wrong. He is supposed to play Cable, though, so I'm kind of excited about oh. that. Michael Shannon's playing Cable. I believe so. I wanted to be Karen Knightley. I wanted it to be uh, either Henry Rollins or Josh Brolin. Ooh, Henry Rollins would have been great. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I wish we saw him in more things also. He's in a uh, Netflix movie I haven't watched yet. Oh. It's called He Never Died. Ooh. Ooh. It sounds pretty cool. It's about this. It's either an angel or a demon. I'm not sure it's which. It's about Jesus. It's about me. Well, Henry <laughs> Rollins <laughs> is Jesus. Uh, uh, I've got, I've what's got, your least favorite adaptation, Benjamin? I'll give you uh, Between the Two. Actually, you already brought up one of my two. Oh, really? Uh, I didn't mean to steal it. It's fine. It's totally fine. It actually makes this shorter. It was a series of unfortunate events, the movie. Oh, uh, it's okay. one of those. That was one of your least but, favorites. But uh, Silent, Hill, Silent Hill Origins. Oh, yeah? The second live-action movie is heart garbage. I've never seen any of the Silent Hill movies. It Well, the bad thing about... I've also never played any of the Silent Hill games. Oh, so. uh, I love well, the universe. Yeah. I played a few of the games. I've watched a lot of Let's Plays and things about it. It's just they wanted it bit to end with the second movie, and so they just cut it down. Because wow. I, honestly, I really enjoyed the first movie. It's fun. 
the music and everything that like the whole cinematography and how everything looks is fan goddamn tastic. Isn't there a scene where like Pyramid Head rips somebody's skin off? Oh, he does more than that. That whole scene is fan fantastic. Oh god. Yeah. I haven't seen the movie, but I have, and I haven't played the games, but I have watched somebody play the games. Yeah. Um, and I'm not gonna lie, it's fucking terrifying. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, like we've already discussed kind of our thoughts on horror things. Yeah. Uh, we've talked so about I've, horror a lot. Yeah. So I've never really done any horror things. We watched Silent Hill Downpour, I think. I watched somebody play that game, that would, which I've heard is not the best Silent Hill game. It's. Uh, but it scared the shit out of me. The thing about Downpour, it it has a really fantastic idea behind it. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's one of it's a really good one to do last. Because the idea behind Silent Hill is is that you die and you end up in your own personal hell. Right. Uh, the thing about Downpour is You don't die. No, this dude ends up in between a bunch of different people's personal hells. And so he oh. kind of just flows between them yeah and it's Whoa. pretty it's a pretty cool idea in my opinion but and the i game, really the game opens where like you play a character who's gone to jail mm. to kill a pedophile that's Whoa. highly implied to be the murderer of your son so it starts out really heavy if i'm remembering correctly it's been a couple of years no but... he the the that character that you're talking about the yeah. the pedophile yeah he that that dude killed slash raped the main character's son Right, oh, that's what I'm saying. Like he okay. definitely raped his kid. Yeah, no, that's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, okay, so that so he did. It's no. There's it's, no implication. That's okay. 100 on point. I, that's I the didn't guy. remember it very well, so yeah. I was like, was it said right out or did mm. was it implied? But but that character that you see in the wheelchair, do you remember that at all? No. Okay, th- but that's that's the pedophile as well, because it's supposed to be it's supposed to be guilt, your guilt coming back, or the character's guilt for killing that character. Oh. Yeah. I get it. I get it. I, that's actually something that I really like because this is kind of a tangent, but um, I see people on the internet be like, I would never feel guilty about beating somebody to death because they're a monstrous person. Like, yeah, you would feel a little guilty. I would feel, I think if you've murdered somebody, even if it's somebody who quote unquote deserves it, yeah. mm-hmm. which like we can talk about the moral and ep- ethical implications of that, mm-hmm. but like, yeah. let's say for a minute you find out that your neighbor has killed hundreds of people. But there's no way to prove it. Right. Is it morally right for you to kill them? Well, maybe. But I don't think you can come away unscarred from that. Mm-hmm. And no. to see people on the internet be like, yeah, I could shoot and kill this person to be totally fine. Mm. It's like, would yeah, you like, know? No. So I kind of like not. that Silent Hill has this aspect of like, yeah. yeah, that man in the wheelchair is a pedophile. And like, that is horrific. But even if, you know, even though the main character kills him, that doesn't mean he's okay with that. Like, here's a real life example I saw unfold in front of me. Wow. Uh, Are we about to find out that Travis has watched somebody get murdered? No. no that he oh, is it a was, murderer. It was Look a at the, murderer, Travis? Look at those cold, dead eyes. It was watching you play Skyrim. Ha! <laughs> 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 okay, so hold on. I gotta give some background to this. I gotta give some, I gotta give some explanations. <laughs> hold on. Swerve ball. <laughs> this, is a, this is a twist. <laughs> This you, is a twist. You know exactly what I'm talking about, I too. I do. I do. Okay, hold on. Let the me plot explain. goddamn thickens, yes. baby. <laughs> so I, as you all know, I, I am not a, a video game player. Um, I'm working my way through the classics, I guess. The not, classics. Not the classic classics, but like Bethesda. Skyrim is the classics. <laughs> it is now. Bethesda does the classics. Yeah. Bethesda does the classics. 
So I am playing Skyrim. And I have decided that I'm going to join the Dark Brotherhood. <laughs> However, I am a very anxious player. Like, I can be doing something I've done a million times. Like, I joined the Thieves Guild, so I've, I'm very practiced at, like, breaking into houses and stuff now. And I can be breaking into a house, and I'm like, is anybody around to see me? I can't do it yet. I've been standing here, and nobody sees me, but I don't know if I can do this. Oh, my God, somebody, oh, God, is that, what's flying at me? So, like... <laughs> So I went down to kill this woman who runs an orphanage, which is the beginning of the Dark Brotherhood quest. Grella the Kind. Grella the Kind, who is not kind. She abuses children. She's a- And I hate child abusers yeah. in real life and in video games. And Travis, you can continue with the story. Yeah, so Ari goes into the orphanage, and immediately, like, when you walk in there for the first time, whether you're doing the, uh, whether you're doing the Dark Brotherhood thing or not... The very first time you walk into the orphanage, you hear Grella the Kind yelling at all the children like, you are all pieces of shit. You'll never get adopted. No one's ever going to love you. Fuck you guys. She doesn't let anybody adopt them. Yeah. I, I went down there and I was like, hey, can I adopt one of the kids? And she was like, no. No. <laughs> no, I don't let any of them get adopted. So like and, that's, uh, she just keeps them so she can abuse them. And so she was being abusive to these kids right in front of Ari's face. Yeah. And then uh, Grella goes to like use the cooking pot for way too long. She was she, her her animation for that was way too yeah, long. Yeah, she must have been making risotto because but... nobody needs to stir anything that much. But so um I was standing right behind Ari her. Ari was crouched behind her with her like weapon out, hidden from everything, and it took her five minutes. <laughs> Like, I shit you not, it took her five minutes to decide whether or not she actually wanted to kill Grella the Kind. I... Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay, for real. This is why I think we need a Let's Play channel, because that's amazing. I just was like, oh, I don't... Okay. okay, first of all, it took me five minutes to get my weapon out. Yeah. This is... This is I was just like, God, I don't know what's the moral implications of... Killing a character while they're not fighting back. The moral I mean, it's one thing if it's defense. It's a goddamn it's video thing. game. But I don't know. I just, it made me uncomfortable. And then I spent a good minute and a half being like, all right, I'm going to yeah, kill her now. Yeah, she was like psyching herself up. Time I'm to stab. Do it. It's going to gonna stab gonna her. I'm going to do it. going to do it. It's going to uh, happen. It was, you know, I did do it in the end. I'm going to join the Dark Brotherhood. I... <laughs> I, you know, I probably am drinking a Red Bull right now. So once oh, I get God, done with yeah, this you're podcast gonna recording, forever. I'm going to go do that. But uh, oh. it was hard, man. It was tough. Yeah. See, I, I don't like killing people. <laughs> this is my best defense if I ever get accused of murder. I'm just going to put Travis on the stand and be like, I couldn't even kill someone in a video game. Yeah. And she was an abusive <laughs> person. There's a couple of things that make the uh, Dark Brotherhood, that whole quest line, pretty easy. The first one is that glitch I told you about last week, mm-hmm. where you just find the blind guy's room, yeah. and you just kind of, you put a rubber band around your controller, and you let it, your character like just crouch walk, like backwards against the wall, and you get it to a whole 100 stealth, and I'm sorry for bumping the microphone. Mm. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Dark Brotherhood is the Assassin's Quest storyline oh, in every, Skyrim. Oh, everyone already knows. I didn't, well, what if somebody like me is listening that <laughs> never played Skyrim before? Well, she needs to play Skyrim because it's fucking good. Oh, why do you assume it's a woman, Ben? No, I'm just kidding. I thought you said niece. What, what if someone like me? Oh, I thought you said niece. I'm sorry. I'm no, my bad. It's all right. We get it. You're a sexist piece of shit. It's fine. <laughs> I'm <a sexist> Joking. <laughs> but no, the other one is uh, Maroon's Razor. Okay. Uh, all right. So it's a dagger. Uh-huh. And I'm trying to remember because uh, if you level up stealth enough, you can get... 
uh, like times 20 on a backstab. Mm -hmm. And you can get that multiplied by Mayrun's razor because it has the effect of... Oh, you have a one... It's a 1.98% chance of instantly kill any opponent. Damn. Oh, but nice. because of its damage and like the multipliers and how they work, it's more like it's, it's more like 80 to 90% that you're going to instantly kill like a 100% like completely healthy enemy. Nice. All right. Well, Ben, once we're done recording. Oh, yeah. We're going to play some goddamn Skyrim. We're going to play some goddamn Skyrim. It has a fun quest that's kind of hard to do, but it's good. Also, I truly believe that I am, you know, very charming and great. Uh, so I think watching a video game is just watching me play a video game. I imagine is just a treat. It's just I, a treat. It's definitely something. <laughs> which, which <laughs> Travis is the only person who's actually watched me play a video game yeah. here, so he's probably like, uh, not good. <laughs> I say we. Oh, well, we don't, probably don't have the uh, capabilities to live stream it yet. So I, I do actually. Holy balls! One sometime we'll do it sometime. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm gonna. Well, when I get home, I'm gonna live stream Bloodborne, so that's fine. Nice. Nice. All right. Uh, what other adaptations that you like or dislike right. that you want to share? I've got one more. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, it's it's one of those movies a lot of people love to shit on, mm -hmm. and I hear a lot of bad things about it, mainly because Keanu Reeves is in it. Constantine. Yes. <gasps> it's, it's. I actually like that movie. It's one of my favorite movies, and it's fucking good. We just high fived because Ben and I are awesome. <laughs> First of all, I love the character of Constantine. It is you have to try hard yeah. to really fuck up that character. Yeah. Um, second of all, Tilda Swinton as Gabriel. Oh hell yeah. Perfect. Mwah. Mwah. I'm doing the Italian thing where Italians like meatballs. Mwah. 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 What? I fucking Why is that even a thing? I don't know. I can't remember. That's a weird stereotype. This, this means it tastes good. And so <laughs> like saying that about something means it's really Who does good. the bit? You know what tastes good? Tilda Swinton as Gabriel. Who does the bit where it's like, I kissed his butthole and then it exploded? <laughs> I don't is know. It, is, is it like is you it a famous person or is it somebody I've seen? What? No, it's a, it's a comic. It's a comic who does a bit about that that motion. I don't, I've never heard of this. Yeah. <laughs> it might be TJ Miller. Someone along those I lines. I think so. But also Peter Stormare as the devil. Good. As fucking Lou. Good job. Hell yeah. Oh, and then like after the movie came out, he was in those fucking like those Volkswagen commercials. Yeah. And so it was like the devil drives a Volkswagen. <laughs> well, that's not surprising. Well, Am I right? Uh, ah. I get it. I get as, it. As a German, Hitler. as like a, as my family is mainly from Germany, and I get we, it, and we drive Mercedes. Fair enough. It's more, like oh. Hail, it's more, ah. it's more Hail ah. Satan ah. than Heil Hitler. I'll say that much. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, I was going to say, uh, here's an adaptation that I really like that's based off of a book that's very old. Yeah. Some might say from antiquity. Oh, my God. Are we talking about the Passion Prince of, the of Egypt? What? <laughs> what? What? Hold on. Wait. What? 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 <laughs> okay. First of all. How dare you reference that snuff film? Second of all, <laughs> do you like that snuff film? Third of all, you thought I would like that snuff film? Fourth of all, you've seen that snuff film? I said it just for you to say all those things. Okay. And I'm glad that went exactly as I planned. Fair enough. Uh, no, it's not The Passion of the Christ. Because I don't like stuff films. I want to make that very clear. Um, Speaking of which, I almost watched a Serbian film today. Or Bone Tomahawk. Oh my god. Ugh. Anyway, The Prince of Egypt. The Prince of Egypt, the DreamWorks movie. So good. <laughs> yeah, very good. <laughs> so good. 
I forget how different of people we are. Um, <laughs> right. Another, uh, another one of my favorite, like, kind of loose book to movie adaptations that's kind of an ancient story is Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Yes. Oh, yes. Very, good. very good Odyssey adaptation. Yes. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. I'll take that. Yeah. Uh, well. Wait, is it the Odyssey or the Iliad? The Odyssey. It's the Odyssey. Odyssey. Yeah, yeah. If the it, Iliad is when they're fighting the war. Oh, okay. The Odyssey yeah. is when Odysseus is trying to get home. That's right. Those get mixed up a lot, and that confuses me because Odyssey, Odysseus, it's in the name. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'll say this much. If we're going that loose, mm-hmm. first one, just to get it out of the way, It Follows is also a pretty good, like, probably, yeah, it's kind of like the Odyssey because that was like the harsh kind of thing it was supposed to be kind of about kind of thing. Maybe in the Iliad. I don't remember. Anyway, if we want to go super loose. <laughs> if go, you want to go super loose, anything's an adaptation of anything, really. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to go. You, did you know that Black Swan is an adaptation of the Ruth Boaz story? Hmm, who knew? <laughs> I'm going to. Who fucking knew? It's not. It isn't. I'm going to go with the first three Alien films. Oh, yeah? Because if, it's an adaption of H.R. Geiger's The Alien. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. The, the, the piece of art. Yes. Yeah. Sure. For our... All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. You nailed it. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I think that... um, Here's... Oh, here's a question, and Uh I have an answer for this, so I'll go first. What is a movie that you don't think is a very good adaptation of something, but you still enjoy the movie? Okay. For example, I really like the Miyazaki Howl's Moving Castle. Right. It is not a very good adaptation of the book Howl's Moving Castle by Diana Wynne-Jones. Right. Or, other example, I enjoy the later Star Trek movies, the reboot Star Trek movies. Mm-hmm. I do not think it's a very good representation of Star Trek. Yeah, but they're still okay. I think they're good. I like I, them. I like the first one. It's a very good... Yes, like, the first one is great. Mm-hmm. I actually really like the third one, too. The second one is meh. Mm-hmm. Meh. Uh, I think I already kind of answered that question with a series of unfortunate events. Oh, you like the movie. You yeah. just don't think it's a great adaptation. Yeah. I'll say this much. Uh... The new Evil Dead movie, which is an adaption of yeah. the first Evil Dead movie. That yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, true. That's fair. Not not yeah. a great adaptation, but still, a good I, movie. I still think it's a good movie, and I still think it's true enough to the source material mm-hmm. to call it an, an adaptation or a reboot. I like it up to like the last twenty minutes. Yeah, that's about what it is. Um, I think that there is a case to be made. Well, first of all, I am not a person who's like it has to be. Like it has to be a straight adaptation Mm -hmm. because I recognize that you just have to change things. If you're adapting something from book to screen, you just have to do it. Um, But I think there's a case to be made if you are that person that the Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is a really great movie. Mm -hmm. It is not the best adaptation. Yeah. But I think the changes they made are good changes. So I think it still is a good adaptation. Yeah. But I can see their argument there. Trying to think of one. It's like a. It's kind of a question. It's still on the same tangent. It's like, what is a movie that you thoroughly enjoy, but if you made one change to it, you would like it so much better? Ooh, uh, that's tough. Now I have to go through every movie. Yep, every single movie. Do you want me to tell you yours while you're thinking of yours? Wait, or, do you, you want me to tell you you're going to tell me what mine is? Wait, no, I want to see this. I didn't know you could read minds. I thought we were all smelling toast. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> all right, so I'll tell you mine while you're thinking of yours. Uh, it is a clockwork orange. Okay. Ooh. What's the one thing you want them to change? I wish it was 30 minutes shorter. What I would wish, you cut? I wish it would end when he's jumping out the window. I think that would be a more... Oh, 
fitting end. Okay. Because I don't like that last part. Because sure, it's about it. It's circular. Because what is a story? It's supposed to be like you know character development and mm-hmm. arcs and everything. But with how the character works throughout the entire movie, like up until like the jumping out of the window, that's the culmination of him accepting his like problems yeah. as a person. Actually, I think that would improve the book as well. Mm. Are you familiar with the fact that the book and the movie have a different ending? Yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know, the book of Clockwork Orange ends very differently from the movie. It essentially ends with Alex. He he does go through the deconversion, right? So mm. he he's a real asshole in the beginning and then he gets messed with by the totalitarian government he's a part of where he can't be violent or have sex or anything and he gets deconverted from that or de-brainwashed I guess mm-hmm. but then it, the book ends with him going about his life as a real you know like raping people and beating the shit out of people and blah 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 but then Alex just meets one of his former friends who's like grown up and gotten a wife and has a job and Alex is like I want that too so he just decides to change and like be a better person which I think is fine, except it doesn't make sense. Mm. Right. And I personally believe that there are just some crimes that you can't recover from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it would end better with Alex dying. Yeah. I get that. Because you can still have that growth and that change. Mm. I don't know. I, th- I like what you're getting at because yeah, both, thank you. both original endings for the book and the movie just kind of suck. But that's yeah. because the guy who wrote it, I can't remember his name right now, uh, he just rushed through it for the book. And it was just he tried to meet a deadline to make some cash. And yeah. And it's the book that he fucking hates, too. He does. Well, that's because it's the only thing he's known for. Hmm. And he's that's, written other things. That yeah. sucks. Yeah. It's the only thing he's known for. And you know what? <clears throat> he's, he's a very accomplished uh, composer. He's... Uh, written some other books that I think are actually better than A Clockwork Orange. I believe that. Guys, go read some Anthony Burgess. That's what I'm going to yeah. say there. It's yeah. I mean, you know. Because, like, the movie's fun and everything. Yeah. It's just one of those, like, stonery movies you watch in high school. You know, I, I really uh, loved the book and the movie when I was mm. younger, but I think I've grown a lot, and I think I, you know, don't feel the need to be edgy just for edgy's sake anymore. Yeah. So I just don't. I don't love it anymore. Yeah, I don't like it as much as I did. It is probably to a T what someone on 4chan, if they acted like they did on 4chan, would be in real oh, life. Oh, God, you're <laughs> so right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Really interesting message, yeah. which the message is like, it doesn't matter how terrible anyone is. The government doesn't have a right to force you to think. Yeah. Which mm. I agree with. Yeah. Actually. But uh, I think I have an answer. And it's okay. another Stanley Kubrick movie. Fair enough. The Shining. Oh, yeah? I've never been able to watch all of it. Really? Mm-hmm. Not because I didn't well, like it, just because spoiler of... spoiler alert for The Shining. I, I know the most of the story, so... All right, fair yeah. enough. Uh, the Shining ends with uh, Jack Nicholson chasing Danny through the maze, yep. and he loses Danny mm-hmm. and freezes to death in the maze. That's not how the book ends. Mm-hmm. The book ends... Um, the boiler's about to blow up because it hasn't been, like, been taken care of. Um, so Jack, uh, regains his senses for like a minute, Mm. goes down to take care of the boiler to save his wife and his son and they escape Mm. and, uh, Jack dies when the boiler explodes. Mm. And I think that that's 
a real satis a, a more satisfying ending. It is, because it's not. Well, both would have worked for a movie. I think it's a little more maybe more Hollywood. Yeah. Than yeah. Stanley Kubrick is. I think that's why he probably had Jack Nicholson die in the maze. Probably. But yeah. I don't know. Stanley Kubrick, that's actually why, like, because endings are so important to me. Mm. A good ending, even if it's not like the happy ending, makes or breaks a movie or book or whatever for me. Oh, absolutely. Um, And so I think the reason why I say that Stanley Kubrick does not make good adaptations, even though he makes good movies, is because he insists on changing the ending. Mm. Well, I, I think he does that because, like, he doesn't like the audience to know, to know what's going to happen, you know? Yeah. But that being said, like, I watched... Like, I mean, I was shocked to find out the original... When I read... Because I saw the movie before I read The Shining, and when I read The Shining, I was right. like, holy shit. This is and I just preferred that ending, yeah. yeah. And that might be personal taste, but that's a, it's a question of personal taste, so... I mean, that's the thing about, like... Well, I'm, I'm going to use literature loosely here. I could... Yeah, we'll go with media is probably a better word for it. But you can have your own opinions, and mm-hmm. your opinions are fine about that sort of thing. Because yeah. everyone's a critic, then that's fine. Yeah. Because we're all different. If we weren't all different. We'd suck balls. Yeah. Ari Kobler. <laughs> I really, that should if we weren't all different, we'd suck balls. <laughs> that should be like your... In your like description or like on Facebook or Twitter <laughs> or something. That's going to be my tender... <laughs> My Tinder profile. Let's we do that were, right now. If we weren't all different, we'd suck balls. Ari Kovler, 2017. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, was, I told you guys I watched this earlier. I don't uh, Event Horizon. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a movie that, what would you change about it? I wouldn't necessarily change anything about it, but it very much fits with how The Shining works. Yes. I don't know. Quit. Have you ever heard or seen of this film? Before I dive too I've deep seen into it, Event Verizon. I mean, it's been a long time. Okay, have you seen it, Travis? Yeah, I've seen it like in the last five years, actually. Oh, yeah, because it very it kind of fits with what The Shining. I don't know, like how closely together they came out compared to each other. Probably, well, The Shining came out like what the eighties, the seventies, seventies. Yeah. Right, so yeah, and uh, Event Horizon came out in ninety six, I believe. Oh wow, yeah. Because Prodigy did the music for it. Mm-hmm. But uh, but no. It, but that same kind of like everyone's in one confined space oh. and one person starts going crazy. Yes. Yeah. It's about uh, The Shining came out in 1980. Oh, okay. That's still like 16 years before the right. Event Horizon. So. Well, I mean, like that is not... It does like it. we talk about how stories are similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that is not a crazy plot. Oh, these people are cooped up together and then one of them starts to go crazy. Then they all go mad or one of them turns out to be a murderer. Like mm-hmm. that's the plot of every horror movie in the world. Like yeah. it's not... Well, the, the cool thing That's about... That's how Frankenstein got written. Like, it's not crazy. Yeah. The cool thing about, like, Event Horizon is that it's not necessarily one character going crazy. Right. It's just that he hid his intentions very well. Ooh. But, and it also kind of, like, like flashes back to, like, his evilness, like, taking control over himself. That's pretty cool, too. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I mean, I am down to rewatch Event Horizon. I'm down to rewatch The Shining, to be honest. Yeah. We'll do both and do a podcast about it. You know, yeah. <laughs> I think I think the reason why I don't have like more answers for this is because when I watch a good movie, I just enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. I don't dissect a good movie like I do bad movies. Bad movies. Well, I only say that about a, like a Clockwork Orange because I've seen it literally like 20 times. Yeah. yeah. I What's a movie that I've seen 20 times that I wish they'd change something? God, I can't think of any. Me neither. 
I like I don't I wouldn't change a thing about Scott Pilgrim, which is a movie I've seen a lot. Or um well, when Harry met Sally. Mm. Actually, yes, I would. (laughs) Here's what I would change about when Harry met Sally. So the central conceit is the question, can men and women ever be friends? Mm -hmm. And I am here to tell you as proof, I have several male friends, and I've never had sex with any of them. (laughs) Well, well, that's the thing. Because when Harry met Sally came out, that was... That was the uh, 80s. Yeah, that's... What's his name? Right, I get it. Feminism hadn't been invented yet. (laughs) Sexism was rampant, unlike today. No, that's... Where uh, sexism is over. Yeah. Because everyone's equal. Everybody's... Everything's fine. I feel like the dog that's sitting in a house and... It's all on fire. It's all on fire. It's Everything. Fine. This is fine. This is fine. Um, but yeah, uh, no, I just, but but even the '80s, like, this is what this reminds me of, actually. You know how sexist the Taming of the Shrew is? Yeah, yeah. And everybody's just like, it was the time. Uh, no, it fucking wasn't. <laughs> there were plays that came out after Taming of the Shrew that was like, hey, let's dial back the sexism a little bit. Shakespeare <laughs> written by other people. So like. This idea that, like, oh, well, yeah, that's just when the movie came out. Like, I don't actually think that's true. I think that there were tons of women back in the 80s who had male friends, and they didn't want to have sex with them. You know what I mean? Oh, when Harry Met Sally is a uh, like an adaption of The Taming of the Shrew? No, it's not, but oh, okay. I'm saying, like, <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, example, I need to watch this movie. Yeah. I know. Uh, I mean, you should watch When Harry Met Sally. It's great. Okay. Uh, it's hilarious. Uh, Billy, what the fuck is his name? Eisner. No, Crystal. Billy Crystal. No, what? Oh, that's Michael yeah. Eisner. Sorry. Yeah. No, Billy Crystal is that character. I'm yeah, Billy Crystal's great. Actor, Meg so Ryan's like. great. Hmm. How do you feel about 10 Things I Hate About You? Oh, I love 10 Things I Hate About You. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I probably wouldn't, it wouldn't be the movie I watched right before I died, but. All right. Because it, it's very much a Taming of the Shrew. Yeah, it's a Taming of the Shrew. Okay. But they get rid of that whole, like, she has to be subservient to him. Okay. Aspect. Because have you seen The Taming of the Shrew, or do you remember much of it? I was... I'm not going to say what I was when we were reading Taming of the Shrew in high school, but I don't remember it. Fair enough. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, The Taming of the Shrew literally ends with Catherine giving a speech about how um, women must be subservient to their husbands. Uh, The male character, his Percuccio... Some fucking crazy Shakespeare name. Yeah, some Italian name. Percuccio? Uh, Percuccio, possibly. Yeah, whatever. He basically abuses her into submissiveness. Like, like, literally starves her. And... um, That sounds more Poe than Shakespeare. I know, right? Uh, Literally starves her and, like, they're walking and she's like... Percuccio's like... Oh, look, do I see the sun before me? And Catherine's like, yeah, it's the sun. And then he's like, no, I think it's the moon. And Catherine has to agree with him. Oh, God. <laughs> there are four lights. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, uh, it's just, it's kind of fucked up. That's pretty good. And the thing is, is that Jesus. that was not the time. There were people who came out who, who were writing plays around that time that were not that way. Shakespeare wrote plays that did not have that much sexism in them. So like, yeah, yeah. everybody needs to chill out. Chillax. Fucking A. Take a chillaxin pill. Take, take a... Take a... Take a time out. Take Fucking a knee for a. Jesus. Take a knee for... Oh, yeah. That's Have a come thing. to Jesus meeting. That's what I was going to do. Sorry. Uh, I found a, like the ultimate 
a physical gag. But maybe we'll link this in the uh, show notes. Link it in the show notes. But all I'm going to say before I show this to both of you is yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's a Google. So it's a screenshot of a Google post. And it's Can Jesus. And then the second search, most searched, is Can Jesus Microwave a Burrito So Hot That Even He Could Not Eat It? (laughs) Yes. That's one of those age-old questions, isn't it? Yeah. Really need to get Thomas Aquinas on that. No, from experience, <laughs> I will say yes. Because <laughs> it's really easy to microwave a burrito too hot. Yeah. <laughs> it's very easy. Very easy. All right. Well, I'm excited to watch this episode of Supernatural. Yeah. Let's What's it called? Skin. 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 Is it, is it's got it some like gross Silence shit of Lambs? No. No. Oh, man. There's some movies we should watch. Dude, wait. You know nothing about this episode, right? No. Get ready to be uncomfortable <gasps> in the skin that you're in, and I'm shaking the microwave. Uncomfortable. Do uh, do you guys want me to try to guess what it's about? Yes. 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 Okay. Sorry to blow up the mic. Skin. Skin. Supernatural. Yep. It's about. Yes. A dermatologist. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. And you're wrong. Who has a patient mm-hmm. with haunted skin, mm-hmm. and then he grows like haunted ghost pestilent boils and they pop all over everyone and it spreads a disease and everyone dies. Okay, we actually do have to cut this section because I feel like the supernatural writers, if they listen to this, would take that and turn it into a plot of an episode. They and that's so stupid nope. I lost brain cells. No. Nope. Surprise. We're gonna no, keep it, is it not. in. We're gonna keep it in and if oh. they use it, we're gonna sue them for a lot of money. God. Alright, so but. that's not what it's about, Travis. Just quick spoiler alert. Okay. Uh, you're going to be uncomfortable in the skin that you're in. But yeah. So. But no, uh, here is what my sister sent to me about the Terry Pratchett book to cut way back to earlier. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Here's, here's the response. My initial thinking was that it was Thud. No matter what, okay. it was a part of the Night Watch subseries of the Discworld series. Thud is about yes. trolls, but those yeah, are close to Thud ogres. is about trolls, yeah. Mm. But I do remember the thing about like the uh, the dictator and the... Uh, yes, he plays a big part in those books. Yeah, yeah, so it was definitely probably a Night Watch book. What mm. year was it? She well. Thud came out when I was in high school, so yeah. Like what year was like 2014 was when she read the book to me. Okay. Uh, yeah, Thud, Thud would have been out. Yeah, Thud would have been out. Mm. All right. Well, back to Supernatural. Yeah. Um, I'm excited Sorry, about this episode. I remember it fondly. Yeah. It's gonna be a good time. It's gonna be a good time. Cool. All right. All right. Let's we'll do be it. back. Where will you sleep when the mutant cockroaches attack in your bed next to Deborah? So the other day I was talking to like somebody and I asked to speak to their manager because they were being like super rude and they were like, oh my god, I am the manager. I was like, oh my god. That's crazy. Oh, will you be in one of our state-of-the-art end-of-time shelters proven to keep out zombie elder god? Or most likely, mutant cockroaches that try to sneak into your house and burrow into your eyes and eat your brain. This is science. Ah, safe from the mutant cockroaches. And Deborah. Um, I like to go out and party, but also I'm like, I'm going to stay home with my cats. And so... Don't wait for the low price of $5.99. You can be prepared for the cockroach apocalypse. 
and ready to leave Deborah. I So, welcome back to Hey Ass Butt. Yeah. Welcome back. We watched, we watched the episode. I hope you mm-hmm. enjoyed the ad that was playing in the middle. Yeah. I'm certainly going to buy that product. Yeah. Me too. Or those services. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe both. <laughs> we haven't recorded the ad yet. Nope. nope. Not yet. Well, we're going to. We're going to put it in there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and you guys will see the finished version of it. It's yeah. Great. Yep. We'll, we don't even know it. what it is yet. We don't. We don't. I think I just threw Travis for a loop because I mentioned the ad and now yep. he's like, well, we got to fucking yep. do it now. Now we got now we to gotta do it. Or I have to cut this out like it didn't happen. <laughs> it's going on a lot longer than I wanted. Isn't yep. it, Ari? It really is, Ari. <laughs> hey, but this is a good segue into what the episode is about. Yeah. Travis, it's about advertising. Okay. Take it away. <laughs> All right. So there's a spirit that haunts skin, and then it starts giving nope, out some nope, f- like haunted boils, and yep. then they explode. You're already wrong. And, and they infect people with their haunted pus. <laughs> Travis, this is because I said that was the stupidest idea for an episode I've ever heard of. Is that what happened? Did I hurt you? I'm going to sum up the episode. Is that okay? Yeah. That's yeah. totally I feel like I, that's fine. all I do. I feel like I just sum up the episode. Okay. Here's what it's about. Sam. Well, okay. So cold open. Classic cold open. We see this woman who's being tortured by mysterious figure. And then the SWAT team comes in and they trace the mysterious figure. And uh oh, it's Dean it's fucking Winchester. Uh oh, Spaghetti. And we're like, whoa, something is afoot. The Dean we know is not a murderer. Damn right. Or he is, but not of. Not of people. Like blonde yeah. women. Not of blonde hot women. All right. At least not in this season. Damn right. Reference mm-hmm. to later things. Hey. hey double hey, wink, hey, wink, hey, nudge, hey, nudge, hey, say hey, hey, hey. Ben and I are winking at each other. Okay. Um, I'm double winking. It's called blinking. Yeah. That is what that's called. Yeah. Good. Good. Good job. Um, so, uh, you know, it opens and it's one week earlier and Sam and Dean are traveling around doing their business. And Sam gets an email from a friend of his. Her, uh, from Stanford. Email on a goddamn palm pilot. Yeah, on a fucking, like, 2005, this is what business business people had. I'm just surprised. Mr. Businessman had this phone. I'm just surprised it wasn't a fucking uh, Nokia N-Gage. <laughs> yeah. If he had pulled out just, like, if a, cur- if a courier had come up and been like, letter for Sam Winchester. <laughs> oh, I'm glad I found you. Here you are. I wouldn't have been totally surprised. Yep. And then if Sam... a carrier pigeon flew down from the sky and was like, cuckoo, cuckoo, here's your letter. I'd be like, all right, it all comes together. It yep. all comes together. Um, But her, uh, it's Becky, it's a friend who sent it to her. Her brother, Zach, has been accused of murdering his girlfriend. Becky swears that Zach was with her until well after the murder happened. So they go to investigate and they find out, dun, 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 it was a shapeshifter. Damn. Who has been using the sewers to get around the beautiful, small, small town of St. Louis. Those damn, yeah. Those damn dirty shapeshifters. Very small town, mostly white town 
of St. Louis, Missouri. I think we can all agree. It's nothing but a grocery store and a McDonald's. Really, yeah. It's a Piggly Wiggly and, and sewers. a stop sign. And sewers. Um, <laughs> and a shifter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and a shapeshifter. So they go down uh, to the sewer and they hunt for the shapeshifter and he uh, changes into Dean um, and goes to Becky's house and tortures her, bringing it back full circle. Yep. To the flash forward. Yeah. Uh, um, Sam and Dean, he had previously uh, kidnapped Sam and Dean and tied them up. Yeah. And uh, Sam and Dean escape. They go to Becky's house. Uh, Sam gets held by the police. Dean runs away before he's arrested. As you do. And Sam is talking to Becky. But uh-oh. Uh-oh. Dean has found Becky, the real Becky in the sewers, and it's shapeshifter Becky <gasps> oh, talking snap. to Sam. Oh, no. Damn. Twists abound. God damn. So they run back to the house, and they save Sam from the shapeshifter. They kill that motherfucker. Dean, who's been accused of all the crimes, is dead yeah and they leave st louis never to return because dean would immediately be arrested yep and that's the episode end yeah well let's talk about it thoughts questions concerns i have some thoughts i've written down on this notebook um that initial song was fucking hype as hell. yeah there was that intro song it was uh rock music plays rock music bracket rock music (laughs) plays and bracket uh, it was a good deal by mommy and daddy, which is the weirdest good deal that connected by mommy and daddy. So the in the cold open, when shapeshifter Dean, or as I will call him, not Dean, mm-hmm. is torturing Becky, and when we're like, "Whoa, how does, well, Dean would never torture someone. What's going on?" Uh, they play this really this really cool song, and then when they catch up to it later in the episode, they play another song. That isn't the same song, but has the words "mommy" and "daddy" in it a lot. Yeah, it was very it's weird. weird how it was that a connects. weird song. The, yeah. I think the reason, the one reason they went with that song is because of where it starts. It really lines up into the show when uh, the shifter is shaping or changing into Becky. Right. And it, it literally says, "I don't want to be a freak show pretty boy anymore." Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and, and that's so, which what, is what Dean feels like he is. Yeah, he's yeah. a freak show pretty boy. Because that's the thing about the shifter. It was showing that how. It, like it, it, not only can it change into another person, mm-hmm. it can like read your mind. Read your mind. Well, it's like it's a, it, the brain is changing into your brain as well. Yeah, right. which is you're downloading nuts. that person, yeah. mm-hmm. which is very creepy. What I want to know is how uh, how the shapeshifter does that without killing or eating the other person. You mean like eating like? How like you or biting, yeah, yeah, or like doing something. Well, he swiped at Dean in the sewer. Mm-hmm. So do you Sam think and Dean go down the first time? Do you and think Dean it's as simple as sooner? just like skin on skin t- contact? Yeah, yes. I think or it a is. scrape yeah. or something like a blood sample. They didn't say that explicitly in this episode, but, but it's the a shapeshifter. That like even if you just pick up hair. Yeah, DNA. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they basically copy your DNA, and through that copy gotcha. like, all your are there more shapeshifters later on yes and we learn we learn about that that's not a spoiler so oh, okay yeah. yeah i mean that's just basically how <clears throat> that's how a generic shapeshifter i feel like would work yeah They're... now they did add something really cool to the shapeshifter and also very gross yeah and that is how the shapeshifter it, changes it literally tears its skin off yeah it's and what out. yeah and what looks like a very painful trans mm-hmm. transformation which really 
you are like changing from like your very fucking like your bare bones. Like hell yeah, even yeah. your bones all the way through to your fucking marrow is changing. Well, your so. bones have to change because I mean the shapeshifter goes from Dean to a woman. Yeah. And that woman is shorter and gonna be thinner and the you know, the bone structure is gonna be different. Yeah. So he has to like we see the bones cracking and like morphing and it's so gross. The teeth falling out. Yeah, but yeah. it but it yeah. makes sense. And I yeah. actually think that that's because like I'm thinking like other famous shapeshifters and my mind immediately goes to Mystique from X Men. Right. Yeah. And she basically just like she has this Microsoft like, old timey yeah. <laughs> screensaver like like, <laughs> like and then she changes. yeah and then she changes like the blinds are opening yeah. and that's and that's how she changes and I. I think if I were to meet a real shapeshifter, that's how it would be. Yeah. Not the mystique way, but the supernatural. And, and I like yeah. that, like, once it tears its skin off, the skin, like, kind of melts. Yeah. And it's like a weird goop pile. Ugh, so that's gross. actually something I was a little disappointed when the shapeshifter was dead. I was almost expecting all of its skin to fall off. Yeah. And then it would be like, you would see the true form of what the shapeshifter was. Because the shapeshifter was talking about being born ugly and it was like oh it was ugly and hideous and everyone hated it so i imagine that it was something like a like a fucking um what's that movie with the old baby benjamin button benjamin, yeah like yeah. a benjamin button situation where mm. it's just like the ugliest baby on a planet maybe it has horns or something maybe it's got like super wrinkly skin we were talking about the van helsing uh, or we, we were talking about adaptions earlier. I'm sorry. I oh yeah, up. I jumped. Uh, the Van Helsing adaption from like a few years ago. How yeah. the werewolves change yeah. is very similar is to it this. Like that? Where where they just where, going back and forth. Mm-hmm. They just tear off their skin. Ugh. And like from human to werewolf, they tear off the skin. Hair pops out. But back to human, they rip off the hair, or the, it falls falls off. And they wow, that's fucking human. nuts. See, yeah. I actually think I prefer not ever seeing the shapeshifter's true form because. I was thinking about this. Some of the major themes that run through this it's, episode. It's kind of like, does a shapeshifter even have a true form? Exactly. Mm. Well, that, but also, like, the, the major themes of this episode deal with, like, abandonment mm-hmm. and being alone and never really, like, fitting in somewhere. Right. Because that is mirrored. The, the brothers feel that. Sam and Dean feel that. And it's mirrored through the shapeshifters. And that meant through the shapeshifter's journey. And that manifests with Sam never being able to be truthful to his friends at Stanford Mm -hmm. because they're going to think he's, you know, in his words, a freak. Dean being left, being abandoned by everybody. Yeah. And the shapeshifter, it all kind of rolls into one because he can never reveal who he is. Yeah. Because he's a freak. Or really who it is because we see it change, you know, they change the genders. Yeah. The shapeshifter, not an it, but sorry, like they. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, they can't ever reveal who they are. They always have to be alone, you know, and it's kind of pushed the shapeshifter character into to madness. Right. Where when he's rejected, like he is with Becky, because cause he kind of macks on Becky. He goes to, to the right. house he as go, Dean. As Dean to try to mack on Becky. And yeah. he talks about like feeling lonely and being ugly and needing sympathizing and needing yeah. a human touch. And so he like, you know, makes a move at Becky and Becky freaks out. And that's when the shapeshifter goes crazy and tries to attack her and attacks her. So, you know, it's if you think about it, like a sh- this shapeshifter character could shift into somebody and then go move to a different city and live its life out oh, yeah. and never have to kill anybody. But being alone and not being able to talk to anybody about who they really are has pushed this person to murder. Right. And, um, 
That's the thing. Like, if they're changing into, like, you, they would have your wants They would be me, yeah. So if, like, if you had someone in your life that you deeply cared for, they would immediately care for that person. Right. Well, we don't see that because the shapeshifter doesn't... I mean, he turns into Dean. He doesn't care for Sam at all. No, he doesn't care for Sam, exactly. But he does, like, Dean did have feelings for Becky. He was very much, like, hitting on her to Sam. You know, like, saying, like, he he was very much wanted... So he, like... So you're saying like the shapeshifter felt that same like lust? Yes. Yeah, yes, I would agree exactly. with that. But I also think the shapeshifter, it, it, I mean, I think even if Steen had never shown any attraction to Becky, I think he still would have tried to make a move on her because yeah. he so craves that human affection. Yeah. Um, but if it was smart, yeah, sure. It would just go out to a different, like a completely different town right. and try to get that one night stand. Yeah. Or just like live its own life. Like, you can move to a different town and be like, hey, I'm Dean Winchester and I moved in and, mm. like, I'm setting up a mechanic shop, you know? That, yeah. would, be, that would be smart. Yeah. But, but going back to the original point of, like, you're disappointed you didn't get to see that, I'm actually glad that we didn't get to see it because even at the very end, the shapeshifter has no identity that's his own. Mm. And even in death, cannot be accepted. Wow. Yeah, that's true. And I think that's just, like, makes a more powerful ending for this character. Also, it just dissolved into, like empty cells it like we wouldn't have that culmination of like dean being dead with right. quotations yeah, yeah. Then dean would be on the hook for all those murders too okay yep. right right okay so, i didn't think about that plot mm, that, that very that, small plot aspect that, that yeah. plot necessity yep. which isn't like i yeah i think the thematic importance is you know that's better but yeah. but still it, yeah. it would have been cool if like the shifter had just been like you know what i'm hanging up this murder knife and I'm going to rack it up and just go out somewhere and start a business. Yep. This is the first but not the last time that we're going to see a villain who gets that like sympathetic yeah. nod. But this is the first time that the villain is like Yeah. gets that like to, you know, this speech about how they are and how hard it is to be them and blah mm-hmm. blah blah. He doesn't excuse murder, but Definitely not. So, the first time, but definitely not the last time. No, definitely yeah. not. The underlying theme of supernatural is that nobody mom. is good. That nobody is no, <laughs> nobody is good. That is very true. Yeah. But also that man is the true monster. Yes. Oh my god. That's part of it. Also, all right. So I'm going to go back to the thing I said to you guys at the end of that episode when Dane shot Dane. Is that suicide? Because, oh my god. Because uh, what is me? No, it's uh, not suicide. I mean, it certainly creeped me out to have to if if a shapeshifter Ari walked in here right now and I was like, quick. Get a weapon that's not a gun because I don't have any guns. <laughs> I have this leaf knife. Thank you. I'll take that leaf knife. If I had to take this neat life and go to town on this shapeshifter, just like, bam, bam. It is very sharp. Slash. Giving Ben the leaf knife. Why don't you make like a tree and leave? Ah. Uh, <laughs> when I said leave, I made a stabbing motion. Yeah. Yes. With the leaf knife. The but the point is, is that I would certainly be freaked out to kill somebody that looked like me. Yeah. But oh, it wouldn't yeah. be me. Well, see, that's why. I have my consciousness. That's why if you see a doppelganger of yourself, you, you have to kill it. Yeah. Because it's a paradoxical double and it's going to die anyway. Or you're going to die and it's going to assume your place. Ooh. It's the Creepy. One- I want to talk about um, one of the things that villains love to do in Supernatural. Is leaves knives laying around? Well, no. I mean, yes, he does do that. He, okay, this is actually a weird editing point for me. At the end of the episode, he's got Sam. He's tied up Sam. Uh He's back to being, he's gone from Becky 
to when he knocks Sam out mm, and to back Dean, to Dean, and he's going to kill Sam to like pin the, all the murders on Dean. Yep. Well, he's got Sam tied up on the couch, and he's, like, looking for a knife. Yeah. And then it dissolves. Yeah, and then it, like, crossfades or dissolves. Yeah. And then Sam is laying on the floor now. In, in a, in a, next to a pool table. Next to a pool table. And then, uh, and then the knife that Dean, fake Dean, had in his hand from yeah, the kitchen, Dean. from the kitchen, is now in a bag with some more rope. Yes. Like, it was Which a very... weird. I think, I feel like they did two different... Yeah. They had two different scenes in mind for that, and they did both of them, and then yeah. somehow combined them. It was strange, because, like, think of how much time the shapeshifter, not Dean, wasted moving Sam. Yeah. Putting the knife that he took from the kitchen well, in a bag, <laughs> just so he could lecture him while he's getting a drink. Well, what I imagine... It makes no fucking sense. Well, that's the truth. What I imagine is, like, fake, fake Dean was taking his time with murdering Sam. Because... It, because villains in this show... Hold on. This gets back to my original point. <laughs> villains in this show, when they have the ability to mind read, love to separate the brothers and get one of them incapacitated in some way and then be like, I'm going to lecture you about why you're a bad brother and about how your brother secretly hates you. Yeah. And then I'm going it, to murder and you. And then I'm going to murder you. It happens literally all the time. That happens to both of them. Yes. Yeah. But so I, I've kind of filled in my brain gap with that is that like fake Dean was taking his time to kill Sam. So he was like pouring himself a scotch. Yeah. And he was going to enjoy it. He was going to take, take his time and enjoy it, have fun with it. And then during that time, Sam was trying to like struggle and get off. And then he like wiggled his way over to the pool table or something. I don't know. He like, no, what happened was he's laying on the ground. Fake Dean's made himself a drink. He's clearly going to enjoy this murder. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which is dumb. I uh, always pour myself a glass of, of Johnny scotch. Walker blue. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Before I end up just slitting someone from some, end to I end. I get some cognac. Yeah. Hell yeah. I light a cigar. Some Hennessy. Some, some, uh, you, you know, some nice shit. Yeah. You know, you get some, I mean, they're, you know, Becky and Zach, the brother who was accused of murder originally, mm -hmm. both went to Stanford. So, you know, their parents are doing yeah. pretty good. They got some Cohibas and some nice, some yeah, nice they got, whiskeys they got and some, scotch. Uh, they got some, you know, aged, yeah. barrel-aged whiskey. Some Glenlivet or some, uh, some Glengooly Blue. Yeah. Well, um, but some Glengarry, Glengarry, Glen Ross. Some McCutcheon 60. <laughs> Let's just make up fake names to liquors now. I actually, Some Baba Ganoush. I actually... Tequila. I, I just named a whiskey that was used in Lost as like a plot point. Oh. McCutcheon. Um, some skooma. Some skooma? <laughs> <laughs> some Lagavulin 16. Oh, some, shit. Uh, but, you know, he's making himself a drink, which is dumb because he do. knows Dean is out there. He yeah. didn't catch Dean again. So Dean's running around looking for him, probably is going back to his lair. Like, I'm sorry, if I were the ship shaper, I would be like, okay, time to kill Sam immediately, because Dean's coming for me. Well, and you know what I bet will incapacitate him? The body of his dead brother. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. For, this is a television series. Also, yes. you said ship shaper. <laughs> you know what really ships okay, my what, shape? The question is, what is a ship shaper? <laughs> is, is it you? Is it a backwards shape shifter? <laughs> no, it's a ship. <laughs> <laughs> that turns into shapes. That turns into shapes. Oh. So one minute you're on a boat, and then the next minute you're on a hexagon. Oh, shit. <laughs> then wham, bam, you're on a triangle. Yes. 
pull it back around, you're on a circle. Bam! <laughs> then for some reason, you're on a cylinder. <laughs> oh, my God. Nothing makes uh, sense anymore. <laughs> um, abstract abound. Okay, t- tell us your point, Benjamin. Oh, no, but, like, yeah, if, like, uh, this is true for, like, James Bond, too. If... Like the villain just killed James Bond instead of like explaining his plan, right? Or like, like yeah. lecturing there, there him about how he's not a good brother. There wouldn't be a story. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Like, I mean, I get that, but like, yeah, you have to have the tropes for continuity. Part of our job is picking that shit apart. And making yeah, that's fine. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And as like, that's what I like to do is pick apart that. Yes. Though, like, get that double pick. We're getting in those, you know, that, getting in those cre- crevices. Yeah. We're really exactly. playing some We're inside in baseball. Crevices. Hey. Um, but, uh, yeah. It's a really Villains f- yeah. love. Mm. I mean, at some point, I imagine in season 13, there's going to be a scene where, like, I don't know, a demon's possessing somebody and is like, Sam, I'm going to tell you why Dean secretly hates you. And he's just like, oh, this fucking shit again. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's, no, it's, continue with your lecture. This is very clearly very important to you, but... <sighs> All right. I guess continue. Go on. <laughs> Sam <laughs> like, just, just stretches out and relaxes. Yeah, he's hey, like, can uh, I, I'm sorry, do you have any beer or something I can put, <laughs> I can get while you're... You got anything new that I haven't heard before? Yeah. Hiss, 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 hiss. Let me tell you, we got secrets. And Sam's just like, I, I don't care. Yeah. I'm going to kill you either way. So just yeah. wrap this shit up. It's rock and roll, man. Yeah. Uh, scenes I want from Supernatural that will never happen. <laughs> I will say this about how the show goes mm-hmm. is that they learn how to switch it up. Yeah. And it gets... Like, this show evolves, and that's what I love about it, is that it knows how to grow and change and everything like that. Do you drink some cat water? Hey, no. I have very sensitive teeth. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and an ice cube was just like on my teeth. That sucks. It's very yeah. uncomfortable. Ari is a weakling and cannot handle <laughs> ice on her teeth. I'm get, I got some Sensodyne and I'm trying to make them stronger. I don't know. <laughs> I like to eat ice. <laughs> oh, I am I am one of the strongest. I bite my ice cream. Uh, Damn uh, right. Uh, Take a massive chunk. Oh, yep. I'm just cringing. If, I, if I have so a popsicle hard. in my hand, I'm not waiting on that shit to melt. I'm Ugh, gross. Right ever, in there. Do you ever get the hankering to go to Sonic just so you can get their ice and crunch on it? Oh, yeah. All the time. Oh, it's so good. Actually, oh, I, go, I go to Zaxby's. They have similar ice, but it's yeah. a little bigger. But yeah, you know what you can't mm. get from Zaxby's? What's that? Ocean water. Yeah. Then, but then you don't get Smurf mouth, so yeah. Yeah. My teeth is about to my teeth are about to fall out I'm sorry. from this conversation. <laughs> it's just you know how some people are uncomfortable when they when nails are on a chalkboard? Yeah. I'm oh. uncomfortable when people chew ice. Just, oh. ugh, God. Well, my I, teeth hurt. Sorry for every sorry, single sorry. time I've ever done that. I mean it's fine. I'm not that uncomfortable, but duh. 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 Let's get back to the episode, please. <laughs> <laughs> I really want there to be an episode where they eat ice. we've got to kill this demon and the only way to do it is to eat ice while killing them (laughs) it's a weird rule that's that when that happens that's the episode that i skip yeah (laughs) that's the episode where i'm like i don't need to you know what i really don't need to see it yeah that's how we defeat, I don't know, the Leviathan. There's a oh, lot of God, just, why? There's just a lot of like really close up mouth shots and like heavy ASMR <laughs> chewing sounds. 
Uh, Ugh, my I, least favorite ASMR That's going to be what the stinger is. I'm going to put a bunch of ice in my mouth and no, just crunch no, it up no. into my microphone. I won't, I won't listen to it. I won't. <laughs> Gross. Gross. Uh, but yeah. Uh, well, uh, so Travis, how did you feel about this episode? I liked it. I liked it a lot. It yeah. was very, it was compelling. I mean, as about as compelling as it can be. It yeah. had a cryptid in it. Yeah, it had a cryptid in it. Uh, it shapeshifters it? are very cool. Yeah. I like shapeshifters as a concept. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just a very interesting villain. They always can be. Uh, and Ari said something about this, and I was really hope when when you said this, I was really hoping that it was actually going to happen. Oh um, yeah. When it was like. That's your brother. No, that's your brother. I'm the real one. You know, I love, I love that trope. Uh, it is a fun one. It is a good, it's a good twist. Yeah, yeah. And the, the solemn, I call it the Solomon's baby trope. Yeah. <laughs> um. And uh, I, I really hope that there is some kind of like doppelganger episode sometime in the future. Oh, sir, sir. Yeah, sir. You have a lot to look forward to. Oh, good. There is a lot of like mistaken identity. That's always this fun. person is that person. No, yeah. like th- what's cool about Supernatural, and I wish I could say more, uh, is that that happens, and it's not only is it oh it's not this person, it's oh god it's not that monster. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Fuck. It's the wrong thing. Okay, if I were in the Supernatural universe and I had to kill a monster the entire time, I'd be like fuck shit. God damn it. God fuck fuck. Um, can I talk about the fact that my least favorite type of villains in any media are like the rapey, molesty villains? Yeah. And that is the shapeshifter of this episode. That happened a lot with this. Yeah. Where it was like... It did get pretty grapey. Yeah. I mean, Sam was like tied down. He got smacked in the face. Mm. And then, you know, Dean, not Dean goes and Max on Becky. Just very uncomfortable. Yeah. It was very Very like... And as soon as Becky realizes that fake Dean is like trying to come onto her. Yeah. It's like, oh. Yeah. And then fake Dean is just like, oh, give me your hands. Yeah. It's... Yeah. Not good. I just... I I think that like writers will be like, oh, you know what instantly ups the stakes? Rape. Yeah. They'll they'll throw that in there because it's edgy. Yeah. And and it'll raise the stakes and it's... It's easy. And it's it, it is easy. Yes. Yeah. And that's what I don't like about it. Because I instantly hate a villain who's like that rapey type of villain. Mm-hmm. But I hate that I've been manipulated into it. Yeah. I feel, I feel manipulated into it because it's such an easy thing to throw right. in there. Well, I think that cause, because this is a Freak of the Week episode. Right. I really think that you, the monster's not going to survive it. And they figure, hey, if we go the rape route, we can just kill the di- kill the monster. And there's no sympathy because exactly. they're rapey. Right. Yeah. But yeah. I already don't have sympathy for the monster because it's killing people. Yeah. Right. It's a you know just a general murderer. But like I said, the show does learn to evolve, and I think this is one it of does, those. Yeah. This is one of those early, I wouldn't say mistake things, but it's, it's still a, it's still a good episode. Exactly. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. I would say yeah. of the six we've seen so far, it's. One of the best. One of the best. Yeah. How many episodes are in this season? 23 or 24. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, There's... we have so far. <laughs> yeah. We have m- miles to go. Oh, I thought it was 12. No, oh. no. Well, you made oh, a mistake, no. Brett. You set up yeah. some expectations. Very good. Very good. Why did I agree to do this? <laughs> well, you're in it now, pal. <laughs> you're stuck. <laughs> Do you want to do those double episodes that we were talking about? Yeah, we're going to have some double episodes in the future. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got to get through this, or else we're going to be doing it until we're like 85. Yeah. Yeah. 
If we were doing Yu Yu Hakusho, son of a bitch. Oh, yeah. We'd be done by now. Mm. <laughs> We'd be done. <laughs> Actually, yeah. <laughs> it's not that long. It's not a long series. <laughs> it's 118 episodes. Yeah, sure. not that long. Yeah, not sure. as long as Supernatural. No. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> not long at all. At 20, at 20 minutes a pop, yeah. 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 Um, so I guess it's now it's time to announce our side you Hawkeye show podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> jokes, jokes are jokes, fun. Jokes, 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 are jokes, good jokes. Fun. jokes are fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, I really like this episode and my critique of this, that isn't just a supernatural thing. Everybody does it. Everybody's like, yeah. how do we make this villain threatening and also super unsympathetic? Oh, they're a rapist. Yeah. Bah, bah, bah. Um, oh, so I want to make it clear: no rape actually happens in the episode. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's not like that. Yeah, it, it's but just the implication. Yeah, yeah, it's very implication creepy. is still. There's still there's creepy. some sexual violence. It yeah. feels like almost yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, um, can we talk about um, specifically the scene the first time Sam and Dean are captured by the shapeshifter? Yeah, and the shapeshifter has turned into not Dean mm. and he's like downloaded the memories. And it's just like, yeah. he says, the more I learn about your family, the more I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Your, your background is more fucked up than mine. Mm-hmm. Um, can we talk about like that discussion and like, yeah, what he says to Sam and stuff, what your thoughts are on it? Well, I really enjoy that sort of thing. Whenever, you get that like outside looking in perspective of their relationship when something right. like this happens. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, wow, that's fucked. Yeah. Be, well, that's like, I think that's a really cool. Cause whenever I learn more about other people, it really puts into perspective my own problems and right. like, stuff I deal with. And mm-hmm. so it's kind of cool to be like, Oh shit. I thought it was fucked up. And sure. It's weird to say that or like sympathizing or sympathizing myself with a villain in that sort of way. Yeah. But that really does go to show how, unhealthy of a relationship Sam and Dean have. Right. But they do and at the end of the day make it work. Right. Like sure they've had fucked up lives, but it's not just you aren't a sum of your parts. Right. That you're not your past. You are not what you are now. You are a combination of everything. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever I think about that and I think about like just the hardship that they've been through. Yeah. Um you know, they, they do definitely have scars. And I think this mm. comes out more in later seasons. Um, every season. Yeah, every season deals with, like, just the emotional pain and, like, the, the hardship mm. this life is. But I think it was really interesting because this is the first time we get a glimpse that Dean maybe didn't want to live the hunter life. The hunter life chose him. Yeah. <laughs> but we don't know if the shapeshifter is lying. Let's 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 well, say I wouldn't consider a shapeshifter a demon, so Yeah. Yeah, no only demons lie. <laughs> Fair enough, Travis. Nobody else lies except for demons. But no, like let let's let's say not for the sake of argument, but let's just say that the shifter was telling Sam the truth. Right. Does that's the thing about every hunter you see in this series. Mm-hmm. None of them wanted that life. Right. They were thrust into it. They were it. thrust into it because of a situation that they were mm, exactly. not, uh, not in control yeah. in. Yeah. Exactly. Nobody, nobody, almost nobody with the exception of Sam and Dean and another character who gets introduced later is born a hunter. Mm. Everybody, in that every other hunter you meet is like, oh, well, I have a friend or a wife 
or a husband who died. Like, yeah. Hunting. Well, that's the thing. Due to supernatural reasons. That, well, damn, it, man. I'm going to say this every episode, but there are things I want to talk about that I can't. But that's the thing. The only reason Sam and Dean were born into the hunter life was because of that circumstance. Right. They were like, they, no, hell, they well, were I'm literally saying, born into that circumstance because of the thir- right. circumstance. Right. No, I, yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. I'm picking up what you're putting down, old yeah, friend, yeah, yeah. old pal. <laughs> Goddamn right. But no, um, like, that, but yeah. Yeah. But uh, I think it's just really interesting because this is the, you know, we get that development for Dean where he's, um, because so far in the show, Dean's like, this is fucking great. I get to drive around. I get to shoot shit. He literally says, like, yeah, this is a hard job having to cut yourself off from everybody else. But you know what? It's certainly not without its perks. And then the shapeshifter repeats that to Sam. Yeah. Right before he goes off to torture Becky. I think that that's also supposed to be a mark of Dean's character that where he's looking for the silver lining. Right. But sure, that's because literally he, the silver the lining point. because that gun has silver bullets in it. But, hey, oh! <laughs> but no, um, what the fuck was my point? Oh yeah, that like sure, that's just a mark of his character that he's like looking for the silver lining, be, and it also kind of shows that he hasn't lost his delusions of grandeur about it just yet because yeah. because a lot of hunters do it because they realize hey there's shit out there i need to defend people from it yeah uh dean's, a- dean's doing it because he kind of just enjoys it right now yeah it's still like an adventure there's a lot of guns and like yeah i mean he does yeah running. he definitely he but, does have that like I need to save people yeah. from this. Yeah, he's a cowboy about it. But yeah. he's, but he, yeah, but he. There is an aspect to this job that he enjoys. It seems mm. like mm-hmm. he, you know, he enjoys hustling. Yeah, he enjoys fleecing money from people, and he does enjoy killing monsters. Yeah, unlike Sam, who's you know just doing it for the revenge right now. Yeah, all for revenge. And all then, for revenge, which I think is really like the sort of the tragedy of Dean's situation is that because mm. he's known no other life, you know, and never even be given the chance to. Because he really does get left behind by everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, like Dean has learned eventually everyone leaves. Mm. And sure, those people can come back, but usually not for long. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on a long enough timeline, the survival rate for everything is zero. That's true. Yeah. If you, if you have enough time, everybody goes. Yeah. Um, I think Travis got that reference. Yeah. I didn't get the reference, but I got, I'm picking up what you're putting down, buddy. Mm. It's a Fight Club reference. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Tangent. Sorry. Y'all didn't see my face. No, she went from like kind of happy to, <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to write a like memoir, Fight and it's Club. going to be called Fight Club and Other Things White Boys Have Ruined for Me. Yeah. Because I think it's really funny that white boys have ruined Fight Club for no, me. No, 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 no. That white boys ruined an allegory for homosexual sex right? between dudes Thank for you. you. Yeah. That's yes. funny as hell to it's me. It's ironic as shit, but yeah. it happened. Yeah. It happened. It's one of the gayest books I've read. <laughs> uh, one time I was, it was when I was in college, and I sat down with a group of people I was in marching band with. Mm-hmm. And somebody made a reference like that to Fight Club. And I was like, oh, that's Fight Club. And they all turned to me and went, shh. 
Because you don't talk about it, Travis. Yeah. Yep. You don't talk yeah. about All right. it. So on that note, back in college, uh, the, the people my sister currently uh, lives with in Los Angeles, they all went to college together, right? Uh, and they started this thing called, I put an air quotes around this, called Movie Club, because you know in college you get a bunch of different clubs. Right. They started their own club where they just watched movies. Sure. Awesome. And, and the first rule of Movie Club is you don't talk about is that you don't club. talk no is that you don't talk about Fight Club oh <laughs> nice because Fight Club has been ruined for them yeah. yeah look I think it's I I do enjoy the irony that the term snowflake has been appropriated from Fight Club when literally the point of Fight Club is like you know masculinity is toxic yeah, yeah. and accept your gayness I guess I don't mm. I don't really know but the, 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 I do I do enjoy that it's been a like a pro, like I do enjoy that irony but. Mm. God damn, I just yeah. can't enjoy it anymore. And that sucks, because it is a good movie, and it is a good book. Yeah, I, I think it, it did bring about... I don't know how long Neil deGrasse Tyson has been saying this phrase, but it does. It's very cool how they connect. You know, in the movie, it's like you are made of, like you are the same, made of the same shit that everything else is made from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Neil deGrasse Tyson likes to say, you like if you break it down, everyone is made from essentially stardust. Yeah. But so, yeah. Is, the, so is the shit in the trash can. Also, so Neil, that's great. Neil deGrasse yeah. Tyson would be terrible to watch movies with. Oh, oh, no, 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 no! Like, I would love to get stoned as fucking balls and watch weird movies with Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh God, Tyson. no! Neil, De- Neil deGrasse Tyson ruins every space movie by trying to add real life logic to Hollywood productions. Yeah, it's no fun. Yes, it is. It's no fun. No, if you want to talk, don't. No, 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 no. Do you enjoy watching a movie and talking shit about it? Well, yeah, but it's not the same. He would be the perfect person for Sci-Fi 4. It's not the the same. Let's watch a really bad Sci-Fi movie. I choose Lost in Space. And let's have Neil deGrasse, the movie that came out in the 90s. Yeah. The real bad one. And let's have Neil deGrasse Tyson tear it apart. If, if If you want to see Neil deGrasse Tyson watch movies with Habcast... Please tweet <laughs> at Neil deGrasse Tyson. No, please no, don't, don't do, do that. It. Don't, don't do it. Don't do that. Don't. don't. You don't bother that poor man. Yeah. He I, is busy trying to convince people that climate change is real. He I, doesn't have time. I really want to meet NDT, so please do this. <laughs> 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 I'm holding onto the microphone like I have nothing left. <laughs> All right. So back uh, to the episode, real quick. Yeah. We we got a little off track. We got a little off track, <laughs> dude. We derailed so bad. Any final thoughts, questions, concerns? I really dreams, in- hopes, beliefs, religions. Uh, nope. Comments. Um, I was, like I weirdly enough, I will say my uh, the sleeper like wild card favorite of this episode, mm-hmm. the soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really good soundtrack. It's fucking dope. And I have to say, you know, I really liked this episode. I mean. Um, I actually, I said I remembered it before we watched it. I was like, I think I remember this episode pretty well. Yeah. I totally forgot the twist with not Becky in the end yeah. Yeah. where Sam was alone with not Becky. Mm-hmm. So I was like, then he catches the bottle damn. to the back of the head. Yeah. I jumped at one point. Yeah. You still get scared by jump scares. I, d- <laughs> I am only human. Dude, uh, you got nailed when the, when they were in the sewer. Yeah. The when they were in the sewer. sewer and he like and pops like, up behind here's, Dean. Here's what it is. He's in the sewer. Sam's like looking around he says something and then he turns around back to dean and the flashlight moves to the shapeshifter who's right behind dean yeah and it was 
very scary. Yeah. Very and, scary. and like at the same time, the eyes do the thing. And yeah, the like, eyes do the shwah. white thing. That's how they identify shapeshifters in this world is the eyes, the irises go white. Mm-hmm. Well, that's how a few different monsters are identified, but sure. Is. Oh, the most I, popular no, way like to identify shape, monsters. The shapeshifter irises are more like a reflective kind of thing. Oh no! I will say this: like this is like this is a very like foreshadowing thing of how they tell things that if they're actually bad or not on camera. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The eyes will flash. Yes. Um, but I will say one of the most popular ways for like hunters to identify supernatural beings in the supernatural universe is the Mm. eyes get weird. Yep. The eyes get (laughs) weird. (laughs) Also, it's very cool because they learn how to use it very smartly. Yes. Later on. Smartly. Smartly. I mean, yeah, I'm Donald Trump. I didn't realize that Donald Trump was on the (laughs) stage. I like to make up my own words because fuck it. Yeah, sure. Live in America. Fuck it. (laughs) We yeah. don't have to adhere to the normal rules of English. God, no. I, That's I, the country we beat, damn it. No. American <laughs> Revolution. I adhere to grammar, not spelling. Fair enough. But yeah. Uh, but no. What the fuck was the saying? Oh, they they learned they figure out how to use motifs in like a new way. So mm-hmm. it's like it's that familiar thing, but with a twist. Nice. So it's pretty cool. Um. Because right. the I thing is gonna come to play a big part. In about 10 episodes. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> We're almost nearly there. We're not close at all. Not close at all. I'm going to I'm gonna paraphrase one of my favorite, no, the, my least favorite Bon Jovi song. We're, <laughs> we're only a quarter of the way there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Uh, so the next episode is Hookman. And Travis, you know what's coming next. I ask this every I, episode. I know what's coming next. What do you think is going to happen next? So what's happening next is Sam and Dean are in a restaurant at midnight. And what happens is... I look forward to this every episode. They hear a tapping on the glass. (laughs) Wait, which glass? The The window? The glass of the window of the restaurant. Okay. And they look out to the window, and they see the sash ringing, the trash singing, (laughs) mash flinging, the flash stringing, ringing, the crash dinging, the hash slinging slasher. You know, I, well? I was, I was, re- I was really hoping you were gonna do that, and then say he slams his hand against the window and says, "What do you think about them apples?" <laughs> well, I'm not sure if it's gonna happen next week. Quite frankly, I don't remember this episode very well. I really hope all of this happens. But if it does happen, we'll tell you about it. Shit, yes. So, oh my god! And before we start playing Skyrim and. Yeah, with a friend of ours. And watching you hockey show. And yeah. watching you hockey show. Then there's only one thing to say. I'm Ari. I'm Trav. I'm I'm not Travis. You're not Travis. <laughs> Wait. Oh what? fuck! A fucking Ben's a shapeshifter! <laughs> God damn it! Oh, God. We gotta kill him! <laughs>
it is pointing three feet away from your face. What are you talking about? Oh my god, it is not pointed at your face. It's so close I could kiss it. It is not. I should be asking it for a nice dinner right now. That's how close it is. Ugh. 